Hello and Hello welcome. And welcome. <laughs> that stays in, by the way. Hello and welcome to Stromash. It's the third annual Fish Cast. Merry Christmas. We hope you had a belter. We've got the vast majority of the team together once again, a few drinks in to take on some of your questions and some of our own. And then at the end of that, Charles is going to do his quiz. Joined this evening, of course, Paul Mitchell, John McGuinness, Ian Stephen, Charles Parson. Where's Borthwick? Borthwick's bottled it. So Jamie Borthwick uh, called off about an hour before this was due to commence. He says that there was plans he wasn't made aware of, that he pathetic. had people round for dinner. He's, he's, worried, he's worried that Aaron Rodgers, Ayahuasca, and the Green Bay Packers are coming for that number seven seed in the NFC, so he's too scared to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <sighs> so, um, first of all, guys, let's get into mm. this as we always do. We have to talk about what we're drinking this evening. So we will start, Mr. Patterson, with you. Mm. And we'll work our way round. Um, what Good is evening. your tipple for the Pishka? Well, year? last last year I was double parked and ended up spilling half of it on the carpet. So I have <laughs> started conservatively with, ooh, yeah, a nice bottle of Rioja Blanco. White Rioja. Just well, had a nice meal. I'm sure, very, that, means, I'm, I'm sure that means red, white in Spanish. Uh, Blanco is white. Rioja is the place it's from. Rojo is is red is in Spanish. Rioja. Sorry, I'm sorry. Apologies, Pablo. You're just drinking. You're just drinking. You're just drinking the Stirling Albion own brand wine. Do you know what? It's red and white. It's from I don't know where it's from, but it pairs well with fish and chicken. So very nice. Um, if you like white wine, pretty good. Nice, nice start to the evening. What dish has fish and chicken? Or fish the- or chicken. Oh, okay. Paella. Paella does have fish and chicken in it. Um, not necessarily at the same time. I'm not. Have, I didn't. I didn't actually have anything that was Spanish for dinner, incidentally. But um, did, it's very did you, tasty. Did you have fish or chicken for dinner? We had neither. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be three quarters open in the fridge. So been away for a couple of days. At uh, the uh, family came back today, <laughs> rooting around in the fridge. What's open? What needs drunk? And actually, this is quite good. It's got the vacuum stopper on it. So it will be finished in about, well, before the quiz, anyway. That's for ah, sure. Ian, <laughs> Stephen, what are you drinking this evening? I am actually drinking a Kate Blanchett uh, tonight, which is vodka, vermouth, uh, ginger beer, and the amniotic fluid from an alpaca. That's <laughs> what's. <laughs> Why is it called a Kate Blanchett? Because it's good for the environment. How, how is that your question out of everything you just listed there? Oh, my Lord. Gordon McGuinness. Gordon McGuinness, what are you on? Uh, I've currently got the, the last remnants of a Negroni. Uh, mm. And I've got a couple of beers next to me as well that I'll tuck into next. Nice. Mr. Mitchell. I have Diet a beautiful Coke. glass of very chilled <laughs> Pepsi Max with lime. Cheers. Ah, oh, it's just just just, just oh, lime, just the lime, oh, just the one shot of lime in it. Listen, Charles, you've been you've been away for a couple of podcasts, and Paul has been 
teasing us, much like a burlesque dancer with one leg, that he is going to actually imbue a tipple live in front of an audience. We don't know if it's an audio audience yet or if it's live in person on stage. It could be the grand reveal for Paul's taste buds this very evening. Paul, is it so? It won't be tonight. Oh, um, oh Paul. Well, well, oh, no, it's going to be, it's gonna be in, in, in person for everyone. It will likely be in person at the event, um, which will be in January. Is this Absolutely. basically going to be a, a Tim Tebow goes wild night? <laughs> well, it, my idea of wild is normally Pepsi Max with lime. So, I mean, let, let's just keep expectations low because I think that's the best thing. Well, if there's any fans, well, presumably female fans, because Paul's got a large female contingent of followers on the podcast, any fans willing to donate their belly button for Paul to sup his first ever dram of a spirit out of in either Glasgow or Edinburgh for our live shows and let us know. We will set it up. I, I, I can't think of many things worse, but thank you. Is that why it's known as Naval Rum? No, oh, that's can, that's can Cameron's I... best joke ever. If you only look and don't taste, it's called navel gazing. Yeah. Can, can uh, I just ask? Can I just ask? When you say uh, a female uh, listener of the podcast, are we open to a male listener? M- multiple guests on the podcast because hmm. I don't like I don't like to brag, but I do have a pretty deep belly button. I reckon we'd get <laughs> at least half of a shot of whiskey in there. I think this is almost 2023. I think it's only right that we accept male and female belly buttons um, for the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Cameron, did you not write it into Dante Hall's contract that this was part of his appearance fee, that he would have to do this? (laughs) I'm sensing we're not off to a very good start. We've asked one question about what are we drinking. We've slavered absolute piss for 10 minutes. So Yeah, so if you've never listened to a pish cast before... It's going to be two hours of this nonsense, so we apologise in advance. I'm just astonished that Gordon thinks he's got a superior depth of belly button than me. I, I'm relatively confident of that. Oh, well, I, I want this measured. <laughs> I've, got, I've got nothing against that. The That's... horror. The horror. Another reason to come to Glasgow this January, Dante Hall and a belly button measuring competition. Two two for one. It's a non-stop thriller. What are, I, what are, I think, what are the what, five What you're missing here? What are the five years got an outie and they feel inferior at the moment? No, no. It's, it's, it's not what your belly button is. It's what you do with it. Come on. Well, man, that, that. Pretty much, that pretty much confirms that Paul's the outie. <laughs> He can he can call a lift with his right. Um, what are you drinking? I'm going to complete this. I'm currently drinking fairly vanilla innocent gun lager, but I ah, do have hip- hipster tenants. Yeah, hipster tenants. <laughs> I do have some close friends to keep me company as I get through this. Oh, so steady just, on there. We'll see what we what we what's do. The, what's that one on the on the on the left there? The the purple one. Yeah, what's the purple yeah? One? What's that? Smokers. So, Ah, we Scotch. Pretty Oh, whiskey society. So it's actually whiskey society have done their very own uh, blended single malt. It's Smokus Fruticus, ten-year-old, uh, matured in a combination of ex bourbon, Pedro Zenes, and Oloroso sherry casks. Uh, blended whiskey, obviously. Pe- Pedro uh, what? 
Can you spell Zenes for us? Some <laughs> sack horn, sack Pedro's sack Zemenez. horn. It's Zemenez. 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 That's what I, is that what I said? I, no. I've already started. And I mispronounce things on this podcast. Let's not change now. Anyway, it's very pleasant. Uh, a wee selection there. Something from around the Loch Lomond area. Something from Sky. We'll keep it, um, we'll keep it in- interesting as we move through the evening. So... Oh, good grief. So I'm actually going to start off with a talking point that's not been submitted because we did go out to people and ask them to suggest their questions. Again, we always appreciate that. But gentlemen, as we stand here, and Jamie will include them in this one as well, we'll even include both of Paul's teams. Every single team of ours is still in postseason contention. What the fuck is going on there? Crazy times. I mean, for some of us, you just expect it. Well, well run team yeah, Charles you're raising your hand You're the one who's got Well no that's not You don't have the least chance Because Paul's here as well <laughs> <laughs> the, the AFC The AFC playoffs by the way if, if the season ended today You'd have Ravens at Jaguars You'd have uh, Chargers at Bengals Dolphins at Chiefs With the Bills getting a bye that's the, AF, the AFC playoffs are Bloody loaded Yes Although I would suggest that the uh, there are three teams in there who are fading, fading. Well, certainly two, possibly three. So, well, I think on paper uh, they look like they're loaded. The Ravens are in in a bit of a quandary at the moment until they get Lamar back. Oh, when and is I, Lamar I, back? I, I so I, and so we don't know. The moment the moment the, the Dolphins have lost four in the bounds. The moment that John Harbaugh said, "We expect Lamar back possibly as early as Christmas Eve." was the first point I worried that we won't see him again this year. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's just how it goes. But, like, even even with Lamar, though, the the Ravens are behind uh, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Even if the Ravens win the AFC North, are behind those three te- teams, I think, in terms of favourites. The Ravens are going to have to win by turnovers on defence. And I, and I think they've got the players in defence to do that. Mm. But, I'm also not going into the playoffs expecting them to them to go and win the Super Bowl. Like I think th- those other three teams are the three favorites in the AFC. The Bengals, I think, are going to take some beating by everyone. I think right now they they just they find a way. Like that Patriots game on Sunday, you know, they might have got a little bit lucky with the it not being called forward progress, but. So what happens if it's the Bengals and the Vikings in the Super Bowl? Then that means the game will go on until infinity. We just no people just don't watch it. That's what happens. Oh, I'll watch it. Absolutely, watch it. Just to just to watch the Vikings blow blow it after winning ten single score games, and then they'll blow it. It's got to happen at some point. It does. I think they'll. I think they'll probably lose in the playoffs. I I, I said this weeks ago though. The most terrifying prospect for teams in the NFC is the fact that the Packers might sneak in as the seven seed, the Bucks are going to be the four seed, and that's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, mm. and that's an absolute nightmare. I would say it's an absolute nightmare. It's a problem potentially. Oh, the thing is, if Green Bay win out, they beat Minnesota and Detroit, and we we'd imagine that San Francisco are going to win there too, then. 
San Francisco are the number two seed, which means Green Bay have to go to San Francisco, which we all know how that's going to end. So, frankly, I... <laughs> I but don't see it. It's with a third-string quarterback. Well, so yeah, well, he's not exactly been troubled. But, uh, I don't know. I can't see yeah, it. It's, I have to be honest. It's, but. Great, it's the greatest third-string quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame within three years' time. So, listen, it's one of those whereby it, the fact that they're all hanging around, the fact that Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina with Sam Darnold are hanging around, it's because it's just been a weird season. There's been no there's been three teams you could argue that have been consistent the whole way through. Philadelphia, Kansas City, Buffalo. The rest have all had problems at some I, point. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer a, a spoiler alert here. Not about uh, knives out, because I've still not seen this. Not not about not about glass onion. Okay. Uh the the Carolina Panthers are gonna hire Steve Wilkes as their head coach because he's done a very good job. The Carolina Panthers this season have played themselves out of top quarterback contention. It's also not the most exciting destination for a player to go. The Carolina Panthers are going to hire Steve Wilkes, and two years from now, Steve Wilkes is going to get fired. That, that's how that's going to go. They've, they've played themselves into a position that's the worst-case scenario. They're not going to go to the playoffs. Uh, the Bucks are going to win that division. But the Panthers have probably put, like, put themselves at like 8 to 12 range, pick-wise. It's the, it's the worst-case scenario for them. Because you have a Carolina fans, you you don't tune into the NFL for the next two years. Gordon's just said it's not worth it. (laughs) And now gather around little children and Gordon will tell them all about what really is the true story about Santa. He does not exist. (laughs) That's I mean, that's that's false. Santa does exist. Um, we'll move on from that before we get into a slippery slope of doom. Um, want to highlight before we get into the questions that Gordon is actually sitting this evening wearing uh, a top with the Steelers logo on it. So nice to see Gordon embrace everything about where, the where, NFL. Where is the Steelers logo? Where, where's the Steelers logo? Turn around, go and do a pirouette. So this is not great for an audio podcast. We'll have to maybe uh, take some photos and put them out. I keep can going, see the keep Browns turning. logo. Hang on, the Ravens oh, is the on your back logo. as well. Oh, there's like three Ravens logos. I, I saw the, the Steelers are in the middle of your is back just, on the other side. Which just the AFC, Gordon? Which, um, which logos on oh, your yeah, arse? Yeah. Oh, there it is there, right. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not going to like... Oh, God damn it. Take, take your top off so we can see better. This is where you need the striptease music. Are we going to see his belly button and make sure it's not an egg? He's about to do a Mario Balotelli. He's not going to be able to get the thing off. (laughs) (laughs) At my arse, it is. The Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. (laughs) Right. Well. um, Sorry, Gavin Newlands. We're going to get into the first question of the evening, which, again, a few have been submitted. We are going to do a little draw for a special prize that we've got coming up in a little while. But the first question comes from Paul O'Shea. This is for everyone other than Charles. If you had a choice, Green Bay win the Super Bowl and you need to listen to Charles gloat, or England win the World Cup and you need to listen to the whole of the English media gloat, which one do you choose? Well, Charles me, gloating about the panic. For me, it's, it's it's simple. I mean, logistically, it would take me about 20,000 years to murder the entire English population. <laughs> but Charles is just a very, very short commute away. And there's a, we already get sent lots of different ways that the fans of the podcast want Charles murdered. So we've got a, a kind of selection, 20, 30 different 
methods, asphyxiation, disembowelment, the list goes on and on. My my favourite was uh, put them in a Venezuelan mine and just cover over the top. <laughs> um, I think this is fairly unanimous. I've got control of the mute button, so I'm comfortable with the Green listen, Bay winning the listen, Super Bowl. We've, we, we've, had, we've, had char- we've had the Green Bay win the Super Bowl in our lifetime, and we've been able to progress with our lives fairly well. But I don't think any of us have had England win the World Cup in our lifetime. And from personally, from my own work standpoint, I would then have to work in 40,000 hours of England winning the World Cup programming, which would just be mental torture. And I'm sure it would seep into everybody else's personal and work life as well. But you not have great fun with that? And you could absolutely just adjust words as you went through it. So, So anyone reading along would get a completely different telling of history. He's now thinking, yes, I can. We can use certain interpretations when it comes to sounds. There are certain things I do when Rangers and Celtic are on. Um, I don't want to get too much inaudible, (laughs) inaudible bigotry pish is what is like if you get if you get somebody a comedian putting on a Scottish accent for for, for whatever like Jimmy Carr instead of just Scottish accent if I do it it will be poor Scottish accent (laughs) insulting Scottish accent the other the other part of this that's really quite important is that since we've been doing this podcast, the Packers haven't won the Super Bowl, and Charles is still insufferable. So it's not like them winning the Super Bowl would make it much worse. That. So here's the thing: I actually, I'm going to tweak the question slightly. Um, did you make this question up, Cameron? No, I didn't. I could show does, you on the screen. Could does Johnny screen? from wherever he's from actually exist? Yeah, yeah, I could show you all of these afterwards. Oh, yeah, Johnny, does Johnny, Johnny, does, Johnny doesn't like Gordon. It's fine, Charles. He likes you. <laughs> Don't worry. Johnny Bailey has submitted three questions. So we'll all come for to me. those. <laughs> no, no. There's a surprise. Um, <laughs> so the follow-up question, and again, not for Charles. If you could, which is which would you rather have? The Packers winning one Super Bowl in the next 10 years with Aaron Rodgers or the Packers winning three Super Bowls but none of them with Aaron Rodgers. Is that for me? That's for everyone bar you. I don't think, I don't think that's a good question for anyone <laughs> apart from Charles. And it's also an easy answer. If Charles answers anything other than three Super Bowls, he's an idiot. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> three well, Super Bowls, yes. But for us, which would, we, which would be easier to tolerate? One Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl win or three Green Bay Super Bowl wins under well, a different just, quarterback? Just statistically, if you give me the next 10 years... He's going to be Packers, 40 and, and 50. And, the, and the, Packers <laughs> win, the Packers win three of them, then the Ravens only have a chance to win seven. If the Packers win one, they've got a chance to win nine. I'll just take... Simple numbers. Okay. They can win um, Fine. Well, clearly Charles doesn't have the negative impact on us all. Neither does Aaron Rodgers. There you go. We can move on. Kenny Law is the next one to come in with a question. I'll, I'll go through my answer first to give all of you time to think about this. If each of you could select two Hall of Fame players to come back and play for your current team, one on offense, one on defense, and ideally where your team have the biggest current need, who would you pick, assuming that the players are in their prime, and they played for any team, not just your own. So they could play for any team in the past. You can go and take anyone out of the Hall of Fame oh. at their absolute best, plug them into your team right now with your current need, and go for it. Easy. So I've thought about yeah, this. I can think of that. And I feel like, and it feels a little bit of an easy get out, because I've actually 
picked two players in the Hall of Fame that have played for the 49ers. And I feel like the two positions that we need to elevate to absolutely be a Super Bowl contender, I'm taking Brock Purdy out. I'm taking Jimmy G out. I'm bringing Joe Montana at his prime back and I'm plugging Joe Montana in at quarterback. And on the other side of the ball, I think our secondary is an area that needs a little bit of beefing up. And I think that Deion Sanders returns to the Bay Area in his prime. And with Montana and Sanders in that team, we are winning the Super Bowl this year. There is no two ways about that. So I thought it was fairly... I did have a look that's, at this. That's a, and, that's a good question, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I went through this and, and and I looked at other people and I was like, right, okay, fine. Um, those part of me thought, do I go and get Troy Aikman and put Aikman in instead of Montana? What? But there's just no way to try and not be a homer, to try and not be a homer. But I wasn't having it. It's Joe Montana. It's easy. So I'll open that up to anybody that's got their answer. If you just want uh, Gordon. You can go first because you put your hand up. So this is, this is this is very difficult. I've been racking my brain over the last 20 seconds wondering if would Randy Moss improve a group of wide receivers that includes uh, 30-something-year-old Deshaun Jackson, Demarcus Robinson. Sammy Watkins. Sammy, <laughs> Sammy Watkins and Andy Isabella. And the answer is probably. Yes. Uh, and then the other thing, the Ravens are very good on defense. Uh, I could. You're, take going, some... you're going with Hundley as your quarterback. Yes. Don't to Randy Because Lamar, let, let's assume that Lamar is coming back at this. Or not? They said right now for your team what your needs are right now. But but we're yeah, already in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs, so we don't you, need. Yeah, you're, you're, need... One, you're one and done so, with Hundley. Hundley to Moss. But that's not a good back. Lamar might be back before the playoffs. Yeah, but Lamar anyway. can't throw deep. Anyway, keep going. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Since since when? Just get on with it. Nothing that backs that up. Come on. Uh, on defense, uh, Lawrence Taylor. I was about to say Lawrence Taylor too. Crack, I, crack, I, I, crack I can Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I can pick. I can actually pick two uh, two Green Bay ex Green Bay players. You don't have to. You can pick anybody. No, no, no just uh, I'm gonna just for the. Uh, I mean, Lawrence Taylor is probably the greatest. Reggie White's not too far behind. I, I, he's Lawrence... an ex Eagle. That's not a Packers pick. <laughs> I got in first, so sod it. Him at the end of your I've taken him. A, I've taken him. He's fine. His, his jersey got retired in Green Bay. I'm taking him. And um, <laughs> you can have him too. You could just get to the Eagles, I'm sure, as well. Um, I would take, actually, although they have, they've made a few picks this um, in, in the last few weeks, I would put Charles Woodson in there quite happily. He was the, he was the reason that the defense was so good in. 2010. I, I, well, had to, I had to do well, a double take on your surname was again. Said, not I, me. Charles, unfortunately, they're both in defense, and the question clearly said yes. one on one each offense. side of the ball. Oh, one on each side of the ball. Uh, offensively, oh, God. Um, you typically we typically are, to be fair. What do we need? Uh, we need a tight end, do we? I don't know. The offense hasn't been too bad recently. We need a left tackle. Um, Walter Jones, there you go. So you think the thing on offense that's stopping the Packers winning the Super Bowl is a left tackle? No, oh, they can't protect Aaron Rodgers. All right, fair enough. Because, if Rodgers gets if Rodgers gets protection, then they'll then they'll, they'll be fine. They've been fine on offense the last few weeks, but you're, if they don't protect them, they're it's the second most important position in the pitch. He's right. decision, okay. right? So, Ian, which two linemen are you taking then? 
Well, let's be perfectly honest. The the two players that I would select, they're not actually in the Hall of Fame. But well, that's, that, that, well, the question so, is, that, that's, that's just Hall of Fame players. Wait, wait, that's what, I, that's what I was about to say. They're not in the, in the Hall of Fame, so I can't select the greatest run stuff and tackle ever, Hollis Thomas, and the greatest <laughs> kick returner and punt returner ever, Dante Hall. They would make the Eagles win the Super Bowl easily. I think the biggest needs for the Eagles at the moment um, are injury-based. Um, Lane Johnson with a torn tendon in his abdomen, which sounds incredibly painful. I would like to replace him with Anthony Munoz at tackle. Um, perhaps the greatest player to ever play in the NFL, let alone lineman. And then I think we need to have an enforcer over the middle. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to be a, a homer pick, but if Brian Dawkins was in that secondary, oh, that would be one hell of a defense to watch. I think, um, I think number twenty back there for the Eagles would be absolutely outstanding. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Paul Mitchell, are you suitably pissed off your Pepsi match yet? The the lime, that's what does it, Cam. That's it's the lime that does it, right? I, I think the obvious answers, uh, well, the obvious answer for the Saints is it would take more than two Hall of Fame players coming back to make them a decent team, and it ain't going to happen. So, uh, I mean, players I would like to see would be, I mean, we've mentioned Joe Montana, quarterback, uh, possibly Mean Joan Green or Reggie White uh, coming on to the defence. If I had to bring back two former Saints, um, because I think they would make a difference character-wise, Sam Mills, I'd bring him back without any doubt, uh, Hall of Famer this year, late Sam Mills. And how about just because it's New Orleans and the Wild Child and Elite make us a lot less boring, Ken Stabler in at quarterback. That would do for me. There you go. Uh, none of you are winning the uh, Super Bowl because my Niners are with Montana. We can't even win the division, <laughs> let alone the Super Bowl. Back it off. <laughs> Cameron, you got to remember that Montana was one of the most brittle quarterbacks that ever played. Yeah, I only need three, four games I, out of them. Yeah, fits right yeah. in in San Francisco. In in today's <laughs> NFL, Steve Young would probably be a better pick. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, probably. Great player. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm disappointed that Cameron didn't go for Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. <laughs> or OJ right. Simpson. Poor man, the poor man had undiagnosed epilepsy and they were calling him crazy legs. That's just how cruel the 1950s was. Cam- Cameron's just upset that uh, he's not yet. He has to wait at least five years if he retires this year to name Christian McCaffrey as the Hall of Famer he would put in the 49ers roster. Um, when does Brock Purdy get in? They're gonna they're gonna change the rules for him. He's gonna go in the play in the playoffs this year. They're gonna change the rules to let him in. So uh, Johnny Bailey comes in with his first question, and Paul, you kind of alluded to this one. This this one's for Paul. Um, Obviously, you've talked about the fact that the Saints are unlikely to win the division, but at the start of this year, you decided to jump ship and become a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. If the Jags win the division, make the playoffs, and the Saints don't, are you completely off New Orleans, and are you 100% behind the Jags, and how long will you be behind the Jags? I'll be behind the Jags for as long as my $10 Tim Tebow top survives. Uh, that's the reason why I'm behind the Jags, uh, is the jersey. Now, I'm a Saints fan through and through. Simple as that. Nothing will change. 
and that. I'd like to see Jacksonville do well. I think Trevor Lawrence has really done well this year, and that's been good to see. I think it shows you what good coaching can do. But no, I'm a Saints fan. I'm not going to jump shit. I wouldn't do something like wear a, a sweatshirt with every team logo on it or something like that. It's just not me. His next question is for Gordon. Gordon, Justin Tucker, Taylor Swift are on a plane that's about to go down. There's only one parachute. Who gets it? Oh, that's, decisions. That's, decisions. Fair, fair play to Johnny Bailey, by the way. Like that's a it's <laughs> a horrible, horrible question. I'm it's an even, easy question. I'm Taylor Swift sure gets if, the parachute. If, if secretly I mean, Justin this, Tucker can walk on water. Come on. I, I don't know if secretly this reveals what Gordon's sexuality is in a weird and twisted psychological way. He can't make his mind okay. up here. No, I've got the I've got the answer. So if you save Taylor Swift, you save a great musical voice. However, <laughs> Justin Tucker is also an opera singer. So in saving Justin Tucker and giving him the parachute, you save an NFL Hall of Famer and a wonderful voice. So unfortunately, for Taylor Swift, Justin Tucker gets the parachute. Uh, there's a solid chance that Taylor Swift's getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they have opened it up now, and she did. Can she kick? Obviously, country. Can, can she kick, can she kick a 64-yard field goal? So, so this is so Taylor Swift. Sorry, Taylor, you can't <laughs> kick a field goal. You're going down on the plane. Well, no, 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 no. My logic was that Justin Tucker can kick a football and also has a fantastic opera singing voice, so he can sing and kick a football. Have you seen her attempt a field goal? No, but so so what I'm I'm going with the knowledge I have is that she can Fine. sing, but I don't know if she can kick a football. So I know Justin Tucker. I'm sure. I, I hope she's better than Diana Ross at the 1994 World Cup opening ceremony. <laughs> You'd like to think she'd be a bit of an upgrade can, on that. Can I also just point out that that question is that's badness by Johnny Bailey because he's so bitter at how bad his team have been this year. He just wanted to that that question is the biggest win the Steelers have had this year. <laughs> I actually know. I actually know what the correct answer to that um, question is. If anybody's brave enough to listen to it, well, the plane's going down. Is, is it going down over the ocean? Uh, that is not specified. <laughs> well, assume it is because the ocean covers the majority of the planet. Um, if it goes down Henry over the ocean, the rest. yeah, the, I would say that the majority of the. Chances of the bodies ever being discovered is negligible. So um, I would probably use an Asda recyclable plastic bag to suffocate the pair of them and then rob them of their jewellery and trinkets. What has Justin Tucker or Taylor Swift <laughs> ever done to you and, to deserve and, being suffocated? At no well, point we, does it say that you're also on the plane, because if there's only one parachute, Gordon's keeping it himself. Because <laughs> that belly button's going to have some wind resistance, but not enough to save him out of a... I'm going to be honest, it's got, it's got a lot. It's got a lot of wind resistance. Listen, if, Gordon is, if Gordon's on the plane and there's only one parachute with me, then we are going to be uh, hugging one another into the sunset as we gently float down towards Terra Firma. <laughs> With the scene, the camp pant, pant, closing in just as we kiss goes the end. There we go. What? Oh, God. Uh, I'm gonna, this is going to be a disturbing you. night, this. So, Charles, we'll move on swiftly. Um, mm. Johnny Bailey's final question off the three is a simple one for you. Rogers retires at the end of the season. Who is the Packers QB next year? This is a sensible question. Right. Are you suggesting it's for Rogers to retire? That is that. No, it's the fact that John, Johnny sent in a sensible question. Um, the, the, uh, would it be sensible for him to retire? Um, bah, 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 bah. No, it, it, it won't be sensible for him to retire. 
because he's just signed a whopping big contract. Um, I don't think he will retire. If he did retire, we'd, he'll be we'd, traded to the New York Jets. Or yeah, possibly <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Maybe the Denver Broncos. Finally, uh, would you take Russell Wilson in Green Bay? Um, I would rather um, take Russell Wilson, put him in a plane, and let him jump out over the Pacific with Taylor Swift as they fought for a parachute. Uh, <laughs> um, who would we have as quarterback? Don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you know what? I tell you what. Here's one for you. I wouldn't be averse if he was the number two and if he was cheap, because he'll be a free agent at the end of the season, won't he? Wouldn't it be averse to having a bit of a giggle with Baker? Oh, that's not where I thought you were going to go there, but fine. For a year. I, I chuck him in for a year. Is this is this the point where you finally admit that Jordan Love wasn't a good draft pick then? Nope. Not at all. Not at all. I don't you actually know, think I don't I don't I don't think that he will be the quarterback next year. Um, I think that they'll trade him. So the, ch- well, the chat has been, if you re- believe the Green Bay Twitterati, that they are quite content with what they've seen of Jordan Love and they're either going to, if Rogers does retire, that they will go with him. If he doesn't retire, then they'll trade him. And given some of the substandard quarterback play in the league this year, there's a school of thought that actually Jordan Love would be a better bet than some of the crap we've seen or some of these guys who are coming in this year. But I mean, God, it's. I mean, who can who could have predicted that we're in the situation we're in now, where Baker's Baker's predicted. It's Baker's what you Baker's. Far from Aaron Rodgers. No, see it play out in this gigantic soap opera. Except for you, who refused to accept the fact it's already happened in the late 1990s. I was about to say, who could have we? We could not have foreseen that Baker would be the starting quarterback in LA with a view to being the starting quarterback next year. If Safford comes back, I don't think they'll 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 keep him. Charles, if they think Jordan Love So I think if he was available, I would take him. If the Packers think Jordan Love's a quarterback, they will pull the trigger on Rogers in the offseason. I don't think they do think I don't, he is. I don't think I don't think they've got any form but, of But if they don't think he is, then why is that not a bad draft pick? Well it's not a bad draft pick if you trade him and you get something back from him. The whole point, right, this is a three-year-old conversation now, I think. We're, we're at that point. At the time, the pick made sense. At the time, the pick made sense because they didn't know whether he was going to stay or not. I think we established that two years ago. Do they think that he is the quarterback of the future? Well, if Rogers isn't in the building, I think they're prepared to give him a shot. If he's in the building in, say, three months' time, I think they'll trade him because why would they take his fifth-year option? There's no it's reason to do it. Point the whole time of this discussion. Ah, uh-huh, but the, but the whole thing's hypothetical because they're held to ransom by a diva who can't make his mind up whether he's going to come back every it's year. Not, it's not hypothetical because I said at the time the problem with this pick for the Packers for Jordan Love is you run the risk of a very real possibility that you never ever see enough of him to justify a fifth-year option. Here we are now. They say that they, 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 uh, the the word on the street is that they have seen enough of him. That's but the we, word. That's we, the word on the street. We we, we don't only only the people in the well the public haven't. Those in Green Bay would sit, would imply that they have. Now, if he's the starting quarterback next year and Rogers is retired, that's fine. I would personally be quite happy 
to see Baker given a shot because he's actually, in my mind, more likely to be successful immediately than Jordan Love. Jo- Jordan Love was so good a pick by the Packers that four years down the line, Charles Patterson thinks that if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, he wants Baker Mayfield. As I, I, I'm genuinely flabbergasted that Baker Mayfield's name has come up in this. Why? Why would, why, why, would Baker, why would why would Baker not be a viable starting quarterback for? Half a dozen teams next year. I don't know. The last three years, maybe. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, the last three years is a pretty. He's lived in chaos. He's lived in chaos for the last three years. He needs to be he's in had- a. He needs to be in a system where he's in a stable system with a quarter with a quarterback coach and an offensive system that is proven, such as the Rams over the course of the last two or three years, such as a Green Bay offensive system over the last four or five years. He went into. He flipped on his head. If he went into. For example, giving an offense that wins year in year out. If you take if Patrick Mahomes doesn't exist, if he went into the Kansas City offense, Baker would be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Week in week I, out. I, I don't even I don't even hate your logic. Like I think Baker, he's uh, not a bad quarterback. I think he's been done in by the situation to a certain extent. I don't so, think he's a savior, but like I don't think his, he's as bad as people think he is. His ceiling is probably Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, like that yeah. that type of level, which is fine. It's just, it's a very interesting thing to be of the opinion that the Jordan Love pick wasn't a busted pick, but also be of the opinion that if Aaron Rodgers isn't there... At the, t- at the, t- at the time, the Baker pick made sense. This is the whole context of the thing is that the, at the time the pick made sense. Baker's en- entering year five, correct? Or is this, a, is this year five? No, that, this is year this five. Is five this is year yeah. five. So he's a free agent in about two months' time. Um. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have a free agent with five years experience who's got what forty games under his belt and has proven know, that he can I don't know, win? Charles, Charles, I don't know. If, I, if I was you, I'd probably want a guy who currently has an under contract for twenty twenty three that was the NFL MVP in twenty nineteen. Well, that but if he decides to retire, you can't control it. That's the thing. I don't think he will retire. I think he'll be back. Twenty nineteen. Aaron hmm? Rodgers wasn't the MVP in twenty nineteen. That was Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I don't know what you're all. Um, Worried about it's, it's per- perfectly obvious that the Packers are going to trade for Brock Purdy in the offseason. Is ever the Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer player was destined to play in Wisconsin. It's Brock Purdy, state that's the home of the Wisconsin Badgers. I mean, I, I think could, it's, it's negligence on the part of any front office to have a first round draft pick and have him sitting on the bench for three years. That's negligence. We did it with Rogers. Look what happened there. So I mean, look, I'm not a general manager. Thank fuck. <laughs> I think it's negligence for a franchise to expect their quarterback to go beyond the age of forty and still be able to throw beyond fifteen, twenty yards, and then not have a backup plan for him, which is what happened in New Orleans. So New Orleans well, could what, do a lot what, worse what, than tra- New Orleans could do a lot worse than trade for Jordan Love. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> New Orleans could do an awful lot worse in a lot, a lot of areas, but I think I think that. The problem were you, being, were you not the man that said that you'd rather have Marcus Mariota as your quarterback this year? Yeah, absolutely. I thought if you were wanting to that see would have ended him well. give a go, well, how would he have done with better players around him? This is it's, it's the Baker Mayfield argument, isn't it? Hang There's on, hang on. There's a number of quarterbacks that you whoa, could plug whoa. in because they're better. Hang on, hang on. The Atlanta Falcons are not a particularly good football team. Drake no. London's been really good as a rookie receiver. Kyle Pitts until he got hurt. Good player just wasn't being targeted by Marcus Mariota. Like, 
I I would happily right now, if you gave me the opportunity as a Ravens fan to swap our skill position players for the Atlanta Falcons skill position players, I would not need a second to think about that. That's not, it's not a terrible, it's not like Marcus Mariota doesn't have players to throw the ball to. He doesn't have a great line though. He's not getting any time. And I think you saw that with Baker in Carolina and he suddenly goes out to LA, gets more time and is more successful. I think your point is right, Gordon. I think there's a plethora of quarterbacks. They're much of a muchness and how good they are depends on the line that's in front of them. And the scheme. They, they get the time. And, and that's it. I think he falls into that. I think it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I think Jordan Love will probably fall into that category as well. He might be competent somewhere. At the moment, we've seen nothing to tell us that Jordan Love is a Lamar Jackson, a Patrick Mahomes, one of these top guys. I think there's very few of these top guys around and there's just it just depends where you land. Through the first three years of their careers, Jordan Love statistically has achieved more than Aaron Rodgers did in his first three years. So there is a valid point to be said there. Well, he's also statistically achieved less than Tyler Huntley has in his first three years because Tyler Huntley, the fourth alternate for the Pro Bowl this year, because people can respect greatness. That's because Lamar keeps falling over and tweaking his pinky. Honestly, you were the one that said at the start of the year, Lamar's fine. Get him getting injured is not a problem. We've got that on quote. He cannot go through a full season at the moment without being injured. That's why Tyle Huntley's getting all his options and all his opportunities. He got he got sacked and he had like an MCL sprain. Yeah, absolutely. But the bottom line is is that he's you know, he's not gonna be he's like Jimmy G, he can't stay fit. I would be concerned about that. You could go and trade for Jordan Love. Get him as a but, get him as a number three. Well, we've, we don't need him in San Francisco. We don't need him in San Francisco as a number three because our number three in three games is achieved. It's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yes. It's amazing. It's amazing. So anyway, right. I don't think we settled anything there. Um, Baker Mayfield. To Baker, to, Baker to Lambo. <laughs> That's about all we achieved out of that one. Good Lord. Right. Well, okay. We killed Taylor Swift. We did kill off Taylor Swift. <laughs> nobody so, nobody so, mentioned that. So that the fact that we've done that, <laughs> if this happens before the Super Bowl, who replaces Taylor Swift for the halftime show? Well, considering it's, it's Rihanna, Rihanna. Is it's Rihanna, isn't it? Oh yeah, no, we wanted it to be Taylor Swift. That, that, that shows that shows how long it's been since I did a podcast. The, the rumor was that it was, and I got very excited in the in the Stramash uh, group chat on WhatsApp. I got very excited about the prospect. <laughs> Was, I'm, 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 I'm going to be in Arizona. Well, not for the game, um, but that's probably why she's not allowed to be there. <laughs> she's seen the amount of times I've seen the new album on Spotify and decided that it's not, it's not the place you want to be. There's... Where's the location of my 0.01% listeners at any top, given time? Top, top 3% this year, top which 3%. actually on Spotify's terms of like biggest fans isn't that high. No, I would say is. I was top one percent to do a leap of listeners this year, so I, you know, what can I say? Right? Did you prefer her country stuff, Gordon, or are you happy she's more mainstream now? I think our, our new stuff. We're 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 this the range of this podcast, by the way, that we're going to talk about musical direction and change. I think Taylor Swift's new stuff's really good because you've got the guy, the band I really like called Bleachers, uh, and the guy from Bleachers is a music producer as well, and he's produced a lot of her new stuff, and it's very good stuff. She's worked with people like Bon Iver and all those folks. High-quality high music, that's that's all it is. Yep, I think it's um, 
I think she's doing great work. Long may it continue. Let's hope she's never in a plane with Justin Tucker or Gordon we'll McGinnis. We'll all be fine. <laughs> I um, literally, literally never heard one of her songs in my puff. That's just that's, not true. That's, that's not just not true. true. Yeah, I know it's not. Even in when you've heard her music somewhere. I, I, I I've played you, her songs on the radio. So there I you guarantee you, I'm listening to one of her songs on the radio, and I would think it was Justin Bieber. I have no way to differentiate modern pop music. Now, there's there's a statement that you may not have knowingly listened to her song, but you definitely have listened to her song. You can I've see that. Probably, with I've certainty. probably listened to the sound of whales being massacred in the Japanese sea, but I wouldn't be able to identify it. And <laughs> that, that, that was one of Rihanna's album tracks. Why, why have you Hopefully she won't play that in the Super Bowl. In the so. Japanese sea. Well, it's the only place it can legally happen because they still have whaling licenses in Japan. You can't do it anywhere else. Uh, speaking just, of... Sorry. Go on then. Go no, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of the, the Super Bowl set where the whales come <laughs> on and people come on with the harpoons, 100 people chasing whales as Rihanna is that, is that your kind of Super Bowl halftime show? Well, for? It, it, I might watch that. It'd be interesting. Chaz, Chaz asked the question, will we ever hear what you... <laughs> Sorry, I just skipped over the fact you said that you'd listen and you'd watch whales getting massacred. <laughs> what the hell? Right, well, Chaz... You watched them getting beaten in the World Cup. What's the difference? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, Chaz asks simply, will we ever hear what Ian was saying about Charles Patterson that had to be edited out? The answer to that is no, but we are working on... We've had a few people... We were chatting about this before we started recording. We've had a few people request and say, is there some kind of membership we can join where we can listen to these unedited? We might have to have a little chat about that. Um, Could we at least let Charles listen to it so it doesn't seem like we've been incredibly mean about him when he's not been there? He was just... No, but we have, though. I may have burnt it. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't know that it's still there. I'll have to go and see if I can find it. Um, Darren Barry, here's a Ravens one. Assuming that David Ojabo earns his place as a starter and absolutely smashes it, do the Ravens keep him for the full duration of his rookie deal or does he get a big money move elsewhere? I think if he's a success, it's a fairly simple one, Gordon. <coughs> he's stayed in Baltimore, right? I think so. Like they've not They've not been good at developing pass rushers my big concern would be that they don't like he doesn't prove to be a big success there and he goes elsewhere Zadarius Smith Matthew Judon are guys who are high on the sack list this year both played for the Ravens didn't get that many sacks because the system is not set up for long developing plays no it's not it's not set up for long developing plays it's not set up for edge rushers that win one-on-one there's a lot of like blitzes by linebackers and a lot of kind of coverage stuff in there. It's just not set up for, you know, players like TJ Watt and those those sack numbers. Players that with talent. Said, players with talent. That what I mean, but Matthew Judon and Darius Smith played there. They're talented. They didn't get a ton yeah, of sacks. Yeah, but you're saying you say we don't want our defensive ends to beat their opponent while pass rushing. Well, no, I mean. You're just saying we want a body. We just want to put a body in a shot. No, uh, they they use players in different ways. They use them on stunts. They use them to drop into coverage. Would stunts. you would you say would you say the Ravens' defense over the last five years has been bad? Oh, what what are they? I mean, aesthetically, one of the worst in the NFL. It was actually made that's, me think that's, about that's not true. That's not remotely uh, true. Well, aesthetically correct. I'm not saying statistically, I'm saying aesthetically. I look at it and I go, my goodness me, that's a tedious defense. Maybe you just don't like the color purple. 
uh, as a film or an NFL defense. <laughs> well, it was a uh, shit film, but let, let's just stay on the defense. I think the biggest issue that the Ravens have got is what the their historic mislabeling of a player's position. So they've, they've always tried to label their defensive ends as linebackers and it's caused huge ramifications when it comes to contract negotiations and the... Um, the They're not the only tag. team to do that, unfortunately. So uh, that'll be the uh, the biggest issue when it comes to um, Ojabo will be the goodwill surrounding. And you're also looking at the fact if he is an elite edge rusher, he, he will cost money. He will be expensive. What is the salary cap situation for the Ravens, right? Might not be able to afford it um, if they pay Lamar Jackson what Lamar Jackson thinks he's worth. The Baltimore Ravens defence has been pretty good, apart from when they got torn to pieces by Burrow last year a couple of times. Uh, you know, it's been all right. This year. Bur- Burrow's a good quarterback, though. Yeah. Like, that's the Ravens defence. I don't that's think it's as reliable. The problem is you're, you're, you're living on the ghosts of the Ravens' defense of the past and well, can you well, ever can you ever aspire to be the defense that of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed probably not but no, you can be half that's, decent yeah that that's probably why I'm not remotely bothered is that I'm not looking for an Ed Reed Ray Lewis led defense like I'm quite content with what they are just now they're very much bend but don't break Roquan Smith's a good addition at linebacker Kyle Hamilton's been. You've been saying he was terrible. You've been saying it was one of the worst moves. But but, but he's been good. No, it's had like one. Because he's been better than Patrick Queen. So and also second coming of Mike Ditka. Patrick Queen has been better since he got there as well because it frees him up to do more blitz. Oh wait a minute, Mike Ditka's a tight end. I I mean Dick Buck is sorry. Dick Buck is you're right. (laughs) I've got my angry old white men mixed up. (laughs) I'm also I'm relatively confident if you went back over the podcast and found it, my complaint and grievance over the uh, Roquan Smith trade was that I wouldn't trade a second round pick for a linebacker. I'm pretty sure I did say, I think they'll be better at linebacker with adding him. And they have been. So Mm. your um, absolute public taking down of Patrick Queen last year was obviously obviously resonated (laughs) over in Baltimore. They had to get someone to help him out. Like since it could have been bloody worse. But, <laughs> but he was young. So he came into the NFL. He was a young player. He was like a 20-year-old rookie out of LSU at linebacker, which is a tough position to play in the NFL. He entered during the COVID year, so he didn't get training camp. He didn't get preseason. And look, I, I, I've been very, very brutal in his play in the NFL. Mm. The, which is for good. The last two-thirds of this season, he's been a probably top 20 linebacker in the NFL, which is all right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't re-sign him. I would re-sign Roquan Smith. But Patrick Queen is is turning into the player they wanted. Well, that's the thing. If you re-sign Roquan Smith and you re-sign um, Lamar Jackson, you won't be able to re-sign David Jabo in two, three years' time. Well, it depends on the structure, though. Like your Roquan Smith deal could be like Roquan Smith deal will be the biggest deal for. I think linebacker ever. They'll be able to sign all of them because they're not going to sign anybody at wide receiver. So all the money is going to go into the defense. I'm I'm fine by the way. <laughs> so so my gripe about the Ravens at wide receiver this year is not that they didn't sign anyone. It's that they didn't draft anyone. Don't sign like draft players in the second round every single year. That's what the Steelers do. The steel, the steel, if you look at the Steelers wide receivers, and it pains me because Johnny Bailey's going to be sitting listening to this podcast, rubbing his hands <laughs> with glee. But th- what the Steelers have done over the last decade in terms of draft, drafting linebackers is incredible. They keep they keep drafting them, even when they've got a good group of uh, sorry wide receivers. Even when they've got a good group of wide receivers, 
they still in the second round draft another one. They they didn't need to draft George Pickens this year because they had Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as the one and two. But George Pickens fell, so they went, okay, we'll take him. And that led them to trade Claypool this year. And Deontay Johnson and Pickens are a good good one too. Like just draft a wide receiver in the top two or three rounds every single year because the odds are that once every three, four years you'll hit on a player who's useful. They managed to get a second round pick back for Claypool as well. So they used this year's second for Pickens. He's, and got he's a second also not next year for good. Claypool. No, he's, he's not. Got, it was a great deal by the Steelers. Yep, yep. Um, that does seem to be the one biggest thing I've seen from the Ravens fans uh, overall, especially with David so far being inactive this year, other than one game where he played at least one snap. I don't know if he played more, but back and active again this week. Um, lots of people saying, why didn't we go for Pickens? Pickens was there available. But given you're not you're not drafting Ojabo for this year though. Like anyone no. that thought the Ojabo yes. pick was this year's an idiot. Like yes. everything you got, and I remember us talking about it. Anything you get this year is a bonus. If you get him for a couple of pass rushing snaps in the playoffs, great. But you're hoping that this is a guy who could have gone in the top 10 if he hadn't got hurt. Um, and probably would have gone at least in the top 15, 20 picks. So you hope that you get him into in a good spot. But again, like the the issue there is that the when they traded away Marquise Brown, they probably had to either sign a free agent wide receiver or draft another one high. The fact that they came out of that draft without drafting a wide receiver was relatively negligent. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to another question. Uh, and this is one that's become a little bit more topical in the new postseason structure, where we now have a couple of years where divisional winners with losing no, records. No, no, that I, I know what this question is going to be. No, I know what it is. I know. Is this question, should division winners host a playoff game? No, it's not. So oh, just okay. calm uh, down, I'll, get I'll back in your mouth. False penalty. That got asked last year. I'm going to I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> time out. Penalty, five yards. Go on. Ewan Chalmers asks us, is it time to do away with the divisions? with each team in the AFC and the NFC playing each other and then two cross-conference games. Get rid of the nonsense of losing teams making the playoffs. So How similar is that different to, to what I just asked? Because you said about... Uh, non-divisional winners. You no, said it's completely non-division- So you're saying... Oh, so is the that, question that all... Would, that would render divisions pointless anyway. No, well, no. It would yeah, be the worst the thing in the world. No, that's stupid. It would be the worst thing in no, the world to you, get rid of divisions. That's, then you don't have rivalry games. What's the exactly, point of that? Exactly. What, what's the point you of that? still do. Who wants to watch Jacksonville versus Seattle? Nobody. Well, you wouldn't really... Watch, but they're still going to play every four years. Yeah, but every four years is fine because at the end of the day, every four years, one of them's irrelevant. We don't need to see that every year. So what it means is that you would have, um, obviously, one year at home, the following year away, you play everybody once. So rather than getting the... Uh, so what you lose, you lose a Cowboys-Eagles game every year, but you gain a Cowboys-Niners game every single year. Um, no. No, you don't. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you rubbish, but no. Is, but rubbish. It's, it's rubbish. Okay. Ravens, terrible. So Ravens, Steelers, uh, Packers, Bears, Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, Seahawks, 49ers, Rams, Saints, Bucks. Like that, that's the fun that e- even when you're not playing well, getting to play against your rivals is good. 
And that's relevant when the NFL, especially when bad teams are not playing particularly well. The NFL wants viewership. You can't get Cowboys against, you know, I don't know, Rant There's the, not a bad game in the NFC. There's not a bad Cowboys but game you're, but, you're, but you're saying that just now, though. You're saying that just now because of how good they, they are, how bad they are. Look, the problem with sport now in 2022, as we hit 2023, is that it is becoming increasingly crowded and the quality is being diluted as a result. What do you have if you've got sport on every day of the year, whichever sport it is? I mean, there's too much football on. I can't believe the Premier League's back now. I couldn't give a toss about it. Just had to, We've just had a World Cup. And from an NFL context, what is the most precious thing if your team's playing crap? There's only 16 games, 17 games a season. The most precious thing is beating your rivals. Yes. Keep that. Keep it. Keep it pure. Keep it pure. Uh, You're on mute, Paul. Paul, <laughs> and he, had, he had such a good I, point. He was like the he was ready. I was trying not to jump in like like Gordon, but can I just say I don't think it's a dumb idea. I just think it's a bad idea. I think what we have works. I think the rivalries interdivision are far too important to throw away. And if once every three, four, five years you get a stinker of division like the NFC South, which is going to put someone forward, likely with a losing record, but a divisional winner. I think you just live with that. I don't think there's I don't think there's an issue with that. I, I think it's always worth looking at different ideas and different models. At the end of the day, it's got to be better than what what we have. And sadly that one is not better than what we have. Ian, do you want to add anything there? You always get a team like Qatar in the World Cup, so you always end up getting a team like the NFC East last season. The playoffs were a losing record, so it's going to happen. Okay, fair enough. I was really I... intrigued where you were going with that when you said you always get a team like Qatar. <laughs> I'm the hosts. I I get the point because I think it works really well in the basketball. You've got an Eastern Conference, you've got a Western Conference. I guess it's different because there's so many games that the basketball teams are playing. Hang on. I'm hanging. They still have divisions in the NBA. They've just got two conferences. No. Yeah, but they've got divisions. There's three divisions in each conference. Yeah. Was there? You're thinking about Shindy Cameron. Don't, oh God. (laughs) Here we go. Don't go down the path where you're not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, go down the path. What division stand? I genuinely, Eastern, Atlantic, divisions. Eastern, Atlantic, Western. There you go. So I didn't, that shows how much I pay attention to basketball. I'll just edit that out. Thanks very much. On to the next question. Um, Which is the team that if you weren't a team of your current team, You'd be a team off, and why would you be a team of a, team of, a fan of oh, a team of a fan of a, a, a team of beers? So if um, I was a team of a fan, is, it, is that right? Where you, we're going? You've already got another team. You're not allowed to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the genuine, the genuine question is, would it be the Jags, right? So if you were to be a fan of another team, mm. which team would you be a fan of, and why would it be that team? Oh. Paul, would it be Jacksonville, or would there be another team that actually you've got an eye on going? I quite like them. I, I think I've got a soft spot for the Arizona Cardinals. Why? And the only reason, 
The only reason I've got why? a soft spot for the Arizona Cardinals, I'll it's tell you why. It's because they're I'll rubbish. You, yes, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because up to about a year and a bit ago, it was the only late game on the radio that I could find. And oh, I, my God. I go to sleep listening <laughs> to the radio of the games. And the only one I could find was the Arizona Cardinals. So, so after years of being bored to tears, bored to sleep by the Saints, you want to be bored to sleep by the Cardinals. That is Absolutely. It's just a, it's a West Coast thing. It's a bit like in baseball on Big Tampa Bay. Race fan, if they're not on, it's the San Francisco Giants. It's a soft spot. Would I change? Never. Mm. Never. I, I'm going to preface this by saying I've had probably a bottle of wine, a couple of beers, and a couple of whiskeys at this point. I got Johnny Bailey, slap yourself in, son. I, I, so I, if he I says think, Steelers, mute them and send people around. I, I, think, I think if they were the first team I saw, so what attracted me to watch the Ravens play was that they were this tough defensive focused team and it felt very Scottish like very just it's not pretty but that's kind of who we are and what's really good about the Raven Steelers rivalry is that both teams are like that fucking so dull arts honestly if, if, the, if the first team I saw were the Steelers instead of the Ravens it's a pretty high chance I would have probably been a Steelers fan like I hate them with every fibre of my being but if I hadn't seen them first then I could see a world whereby I would, I would prefer the Steelers over the Ravens. So, if if which is the TV program where you've got to guess the question from the answer that's given? Jeopardy. Jeopardy. So the answer to this is, how do you know Gordon is pished? I think that that is the simple answer <laughs> to that. I, like I think that's I think that's true though. Like that's like what what made me fall in love with watching American football was this like tough, hard nosed, defensive type of game. And I, over the last 20 years, the Ravens and the Steelers are the two teams who do that the best. I don't, I, I, I'm not a Steelers fan. I hate them. I hope they have a terrible season, <laughs> especially this week. But but uh, they're probably the type of team that I would most want to associate myself with. It's, it's like that movie Sliding Doors, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if it had just gone wrong for Gordon... Yep. But but everything in life is like this weird luck based thing. Like if if things, yeah. you know, like so yeah. There you go, Ian. Yourself? Oh, I think as one well as the, the more mature or vintage members in this podcast, I think um, I fondly remember the Staten Island Stapletons when they played, <laughs> and I think there's a good chance that I might have been indoctrinated into their team membership. Um. I do remember liking the Houston Oilers in the 90s. I loved their run and shoot offense. Um, and I had a soft spot for the Buffalo Bills as well in the 90s. So I could be swayed towards either of those three teams. But as soon as you fall in love with your team, then that's it. You shall never be swayed. It's, I mean, all of us, all of us have had uh, extramarital affairs in our own private lives. I mean, some of us multiple times, right, Gordon? But when it comes to disclaimer, I'm not married, and also no to the notion of the question. But when it comes I will, to I will speak for teams, the other four of us on this podcast. When it comes when to I say no teams. <laughs> There will never be any flirtations with anyone <laughs> other than our beloved. Charles. <laughs> well, 
Not these fuckers, anyway. That's for sure. It's blurred. We can't it's see blurred. it. All we can see is the Bears logo. <laughs> so, for those of you who didn't notice my tweet, um, my brother-in-law, who is a Chicago Bears fan, gave me for my Christmas a 1,000-piece panoramic puzzle of Soldier Field. <laughs> so, definitely not them. Um, it looks, uh, like Char- it looks like Charles was holding up something pornographic on oh Discovery God. Channel, and they had to they one had to track be- mind. Jesus, <laughs> they God! Had to blur S- it out. S- side note: Side note: At the next NFL uh, NFL Scotland slash Stromash event, if you see a jigsaw puzzle in the uh, prizes, <laughs> no, you didn't. Charles, hold that back up again so we can see it being blurred. Can we right, at least right, get a, a Bears player over to sign it? At the very least, we'll. No, get, I'll leave that to you to sort we'll, that out. We'll get we'll get Sean Gale up. Get Brian Erlacher over or something. Sean yeah. Gale up. Sean um, sign it. There you I, go. I think I actually have a challenge. I don't know if this is realistic or not. Mm. I, I'm willing to commit to this if everyone else is. We've done burger bits on this previously, right? Okay. I think at the live event for the Championship Sunday, yeah, where we are joined by Dante Hall. Um, I think. Cameron, can I pause you a second? Yes, you can. Pause you a second. I've got to read. Stromash, the podcast of NFL Scotland, brought to you in association with ham and egg sandwiches. Oh, we're not going to do a ham and egg sandwich, but good luck. There you go. I just had to do that read. So I presume that's all oh. for the golf tavern. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, I think I think you should bring along your jigsaw puzzle, and mm. we will get a table in the corner. And everyone can and, do it. And if no, no, if you can complete the jigsaw puzzle yourself in the duration of the event, I am willing to put up fifty pounds of my own money. Uh, into in a burgers. Pool. In, in burgers. In burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty pounds. It's a thousand <laughs> pieces. I think. I'm just wondering whether my colleagues <laughs> will also jump on this bandwagon. There, there's, a right, there's a right. There's a There's about hundred and fifty pieces of just pure blue sky at the top. <laughs> this is why it's a challenge. Which um, incidentally is not an accurate reflection of the weather in Chicago. So I don't know when they took this picture. By the way. Um, this is this is not the open goal podcast where the listeners have to um, hope that a member of their family will tie their shoelaces for them before they leave for the day. <laughs> this is a highly intelligent, sophisticated listenership that mm. you're dealing with here. The people here that listen to our podcast that will come to our live event will complete this within 10 minutes. They are that intelligent. You have just dug yourself in a 50 pound hole, my enemy. I'm not even going to say my friend because it's just mine. <laughs> we, should, we should also mention, we, we shouldn't really drop mentions to the Open Goal podcast. It's unfair when Cameron is such a big fan of the show that he doesn't, you know, it's, it's not fair to mention podcasts that you really enjoy just as like, you know, there's no reason for that kind of hype. <laughs> I have the can't really comment on them because I have moving never swiftly to, on. I've never listened to a single. <laughs> oh, episode. Charles! Wait, wait, wait! Charles is Charles is wanting to move swiftly on. Charles, I think Charles right. might be lined up as a Charles guest in the coming weeks. Them, Charles, are you? <laughs> Charles, no, are you going I'm, to be on the Open Goal podcast? I, I, I have certain standards, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> the um, I think actually a table with the puzzle. We could get everybody who comes to the uh, event to put a piece in. And then see how quickly we can get it done. Do you think are coming to the event? Well, I think, this, I think I think how are the ticket sales going? This is you know. I think we should. I think we should yeah. set this up on a we table. We should set it up. We'll see if we can complete it by the end of the evening. Yeah, exactly. As soon as, soon as it's complete, but person who we'll, person who puts the last piece in has to buy the rounds for no, the whole, everyone no, in the no, pub. No. <laughs> so I think I think we should start it, and as 
as soon as it gets completed at that exact moment, Cameron is uh, on the line for a drink for everyone in the bar. Absolutely. <laughs> can, we, can we like t- tag in the National Jigsaw Association because I'm sure they'll, they'll have thousands of members, and this will actually probably boost. <laughs> I, I promise you, they've got at least tens of members. I'll try. I'll try and get. I'll try and get in touch with. Sean Gale, if we can, and see what we can do to bring him up. He can at least try and sign it or officiate over it. No promises. Is he part of the National Jigsaw Association? He could well Sean be. Sean Gale, or am I getting confused here? I've I've heard Sean um, with his analysis. If it's not jigsaw, it's chess. I'm telling you. According to Google, a 1,000-piece puzzle has a solving time range of 5 to 12 hours and an average solving time of 9 hours. So it could be done. It could be done. But how? Uh, what, what times? What time do we kick off? <laughs> I think those times have to be confirmed. But we've got two NFL games back to back. Late into the late late championship game when there everyone's a, about seventeen sheets to the wind. The golf tavern <laughs> is open on the Sunday till the end because the late license will be in place. We will be what there a, till the best. That is end. a challenge. I I think there's a great idea in there. Um, I haven't actually named my team yet. Um. <laughs> The no, well, my I, I'm a I'm a old believer that if you've got an NFC team or then you should find an AFC team you like or vice versa. Um, my son is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, which has made for great amusement in the last few weeks because he's realised that they're playing quite well, and he's quite excited at the possibility of them being in the playoffs, given that they've been, in his words, not very good recently. <laughs> um, so I have a wee soft spot for the Jaguars, but actually the Chargers. For me, it would be the Chargers. First of all, you get to go. Well, you get to go to watch them in LA. You'll definitely get a seat because there's loads of space, <laughs> um, and you get to watch Justin Herbert. And I actually peak Chargers circa 2006, 2007 with Ladainian Tomlinson were quite good to watch. They should have reached the Super Bowl. I got. To I always see thought them. the Chargers got, were great. I got to see them in San Diego, Charles, and I mm. really enjoyed it. So. Like the Chargers, I, and I, their 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 uniforms are outstandingly good when they get the right combination in place. Well, I let, think let, the let, let's, let's 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 ask that question. This is a perfect podcast to ask that question. Who has the best uniform in the uh, the NFL? Not your own team, and who's got the worst uniform in the C- NFL? Seahawks neon, Seahawks neon green is the best by far. That's pretty no, wild. I, I was putting that in my worst. No, my, it's great. My, it's a great my jersey. My uh, my wife was watching a little bit of highlights with me a couple of weeks ago, and she said, "What is that horrific red and gold kit?" And I went, "That'll be the San Francisco 49ers." She says, "That is the epitome of '80s fashion. It is diabolical." "Quote unquote." The San Francisco Disgusting. 49ers uniforms in the Californian sun for me are almost unrivaled. What? Horrific, but they're not unrivaled because there's two teams, and actually, I never answered my team. But it ties in nicely because the uniforms are a big part of it. Um, And I think for me, the things I like about sport are the whole experience of going to a game. And I'm drawn in by... So when I went to San Francisco, I became a Giants fan for the baseball because you can literally walk down the hill to the stadium, super easy, lovely location, brilliant. Um, I think if I was to go and have to go to San Jose to see a Niners game, it would probably put me off a little bit, you know, in, now in, in these days. For me, I think the team, because of the uniforms, because of the location of the stadium, because of the atmosphere within that stadium when things are going well, I think I'd be a New Orleans Saints fan. Um, 
genuine, genuine viewpoint. I think that black and gold is a beautiful kit. I think that it's really clean. But that stadium, that dome, that atmosphere where it is in the city, you could be out the stadium and in a bar in about four minutes. And that, for me, makes a, a, a sporting occasion. So for me, I would be a New Orleans Saints fan. But I think when it comes to best uniforms, I think you've already said it. Um, for me, it's the Chargers. I think those powder blue and yellows are absolutely superb. I think they're tremendous. They just don't ever wear the right combination. That's the problem. No, I, I, what is the right combination? Mm, white white powder, pants? No. Yeah, no. Nah, no, nah, it's got to be powder blue top, yellow pants. Yeah. Powder blue top, yellow pants. None of the... As little, every team's got white, as little white as possible. I do like the color rush outfits that they wear on Thursday night football. Sometimes a lot of the teams have got that kind of all in one color rush. I have to say I, the, the green Bay retro fifties outfit, which I do own myself is delicious. The dark green with the yellow gold or the golden hoops. It's absolutely glorious. But um, yeah, the powder, the, the powder blue and yellow is fabulous. The charges they just don't wear it enough. They're obsessed with putting white in there. I don't know who makes the final decision on what they wear, but nah, not good. Ian? For me, I hate the Packers yellow and green. It just reminds me of behind the goals at Celtic Park. Um, I hate the Lions. Um, so bland. The pewter blue. Yeah, so bland. And the... The Dolphins is just horrible, green and orange. I think probably the Dolphins have got the worst. Broncos is pretty disgusting too, actually. It's my horrible favorite, orange. I think my favourite, one of my favourites was the Jerry Glanville All Black um, Falcons. But if you're going with a modern game, it would be between the Saints and the Raiders, I think, for the best colour scheme. Do, because of the black, do the Panthers come into the mix there because of the, the black with the light blue? No, I go like that. Aquamarine. Yeah, it ruins it. Right, okay. Paul? Uh, I mean, you've got to say that the the Browns have got the worst uniforms in the NFL at the moment, especially when they write Browns down the side. Um, I was watching a college game last night. I think it was Bowling Green, um, who have also got brown and orange and they actually are their worst uniforms. Did we? Did we not the, agree? The Cleveland Browns. Paul, Paul, did we not agree that if you were to choose a college team, then your college team would have been Bowling Green, because it just well, matches your lifestyle. Well, you know, it's, it's that kind of <laughs> that kind of image. But Bowling Green, but there is no green in their uniform. It's, this is not. This is that's not a slight against Paul. In case anyone doesn't know, Paul is the BBC's lawn bowls commentator. Thank you. The Bowling Green Falcons are primary colours, orange, brown, tan and black. I mean, it, it really is hard to beat that. And with Gordon, I mean, I'm not a green colour person, but I do like the Seattle green. I think it stands out. It says exactly who they are. Um, I think that's good. I think the team that misses the most, I think the Titans with the dark blue and the light blue have got the opportunity to have stunning uniforms. And I just think that the redesign is horrible. The old Houston Oilers Pale blue was much better than the Titans, who I think have missed the trick. Um, but can we all agree that the best semi quasi NFL uniform was the Orlando Thunder from the original World League? I don't think that will ever be beaten. Just in terms of how dull 
sports uniforms wear, and then all of a sudden this massive fluorescent. Cameron's frantically trying to find the Orlando Thunder on yeah. Google and can't seem to find it to share the screen. <laughs> fluorescent green. This is the this is oh, the Seahawks color rush crap. No, I'm not God. signing up for that. Dear oh, me. What about the logo there? That's I, appalling. I absolutely loved it. Nobody else had anything like that in the late 80s. It was just such an assault to the senses. The, the, the Bengals, uh, you're, you're, uh, we're now watching Cameron on his computer, which is slightly disturbing. Um, look at all these other the, tabs that are open. Goodness the other me. Team should, the other team that should get a shout are That's Minnesota. quite nice. Yeah, the, white, the like... white helmets are good. On the Bengals. That's that's the Bengals, white, the, the snow white helmets are, that's terrific. Yeah. It is terrific. But he's got to, uh, you have to, it has to contrast. This is the thing. I think uniforms look Uniforms, yeah, but uniforms are often accentuated or made to look worse depending on who they're up against. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think that the, the combination color on the other side plays, plays a massive part. I think that in all football, especially yeah. as a colorblind person, um, when the colors are such that they clash in a way that makes it difficult for me to see what it is, Ka- Cameron, I hate you, it. are you are you colorblind? I am colorblind. We've talked. You've, you know, you have ne- you've never mentioned that before. The only person that mentions it um, less than me is Paul. So, wouldn't have never. Uh, does it make a real difference when you're watching a game on the television? Massive. Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Well, I, I, I did not know that. Here's a, yeah. here's an actual genuine question, and it sounds ridiculous, but you can imagine it being enacted. Should or will the ball change from being brown to a more television-friendly colour? I would support that, but I don't know what colour you would make it. Mm. Well, do you know what? There'll be a question about balls later on in the quiz, wow. so we can discuss about it. <laughs> Just before we leave the uniforms, uh, the Dallas Cowboys blue is also a good uni. What the um, the one that they wear on Thanksgiving? The yeah, blue, yeah, seriously good, seriously mm. good. Should they at least do it for snow games? Like we used to have in the nineteen eighties, when it was a snow game on TV, they would break out the orange mitre delta. Should they do that for snow games in the NFL? An orange, yeah. an orange Wilson, that'd be pretty cool. Then you know officially it's a snow game. Da- bright yellow, skin, yeah, bright yellow, neon, neon yellow ball. As Gordon <laughs> punches his wall. Damn it! I hate snow. <laughs> I think what you'll see is uh, in the league that's about to start again, if they are going to try a different colour, they'll try it in that. We're not going to try a different colour in the NFL. Colour balls would be a good shout. The league that's about to start again because there have been so many (laughs) failed, stupid leagues alongside the NFL that we're now at the point where it's like, oh, maybe this one will work. I love that the the XFL is now the American football version of Voldemort. Like, you can't actually talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll also point out to Ian's point there. Have we seen any good snow games this year? Yes, the Bills Dolphins one that just took place. Yes, I would agree. Good, that wasn't a good game. That was an, it was one of the no. best games in the NFL. You're not so be- miserable, honestly. Not because, not because of the snow, it wasn't. No, 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 no. That's not what you said. You never said, "Have we seen a game made better oh, by snow?" Sorry. Okay, you said, I'm "Have sorry. we seen any good snow games?" Have you seen any good games this year that were made better by snow? Yes. I'm not made better by <laughs> no good snow yes. games. It doesn't have to be made better as long as it's a good game. 
No one says that the game is better because it's been played in the snow. You Everyone say, does. you That's say, ca- you say, yeah, but we've never said that. We've always said that there's nothing. Snow oh games. Oh my god, it's going to be a snow game. This is incredible. You, 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 you dismiss snow games out of hand. Wherein snow games can be good. Yes, I think the novelty element can add a factor. And you're a miserable sword. Uninteresting game. <laughs> interesting. You're absolutely correct. The novelty factor for the first ten seconds of a snow game is incredible. What was a really good one? Can, can was imagine it, Gordon tuning into the Wimper Olympics or Norshipping. Oh no, the Crexter runs all icy. They're going to slide down it now. Was it the Eagles Bills game that was yes. the good snowball? Well, that was that the uh, uh, Sean McCoy game. Eagles Lions. Yeah. Yes, Eagles yeah. Lions. Eagles Lions. That's it. 2013. That was a good Vikings, game. Ravens and Vikings played a really good snow game as well. I get it. There's there are the occasional good snow game. Only when the Ravens remember. play, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just acknowledge that Vikings, Eagles. No, right, keep, continue, continue, you grumpy git. <laughs> uh, just go and enjoy your fucking fifth year first round quarterback who's never going to see the field for any <laughs> Right. This is. You know what? I, I like. I like the Pishcast. One, because I'm sober, and two, because I'm not the grumpiest git on the podcast for a change. <laughs> and that really warms my heart. Gordon, thank you. Before we You're get welcome. to the quiz element of this, any more questions does out there? Any, does anyone? Well, does <clears throat> any one of you four have a question that you would like to put in to the mix? Yes, Ian's just done one. To be fair, but yeah, who's gonna who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, straight up calling it now. Kansas City uh, Chiefs is who I'm calling right now. Cincinnati. Yeah, I think Cincinnati as well. They're they're, they're playing so well just now. Fucking. Pains me to say it, but who I'd like to see win it, Cincinnati. Who I think can win it, Cincinnati. Who I think will win it, possibly the Eagles. Mm. I still I'm think still, the, I'm, the, I'm, the Still with the Bills. Still with the Bills. Mm. I think I've changed my pick. I picked the Bills at the start of the season, but I think they're not playing well enough. Cincinnati. There you go. Ian. I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge the Eagles, but I want Cincinnati to win it. Go on, Ian. Stick your neck out. If Lane Johnson's back for the playoffs, I think the Eagles will win it, if not the Chiefs. Pushed. Okay. Hi. Um, we've actually had a very late question come in here that I think is fun, and I'd like Gordon in particular to, to answer this one. Um, <laughs> it's fourth and goal. From the two-yard line with oh, under two serious. minutes in the championship game. The team <laughs> trails by six points. Which team? You, Which team? Which team? The, the team that Gordon's in charge of. Right, okay. Does he, A, let quarterback Cameron throw a quick slant, or B, hand off to fullback Paul to try and push the pile into the end zone? Easy. So, Easy so, decision. Hang on, hang on. What's the time? Uh, you've under two minutes left in the game. Under what's, two minutes. What's, okay. what's, what's the way? How many timeouts have you got left? Fourth down, you've got no timeouts. It's it's a dome game, so the weather is irrelevant. So, where the quarterback's not Cameron and the fullback's not Paul, you would... No, 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 I want to hear the answer to that. Come on. That's not the question. This is not a hypothetical situation. You've been placed in the scenario. You have to fix this scenario. Is it from the one-yard line? Two-yard line. Oh... He doesn't, think, he doesn't think Paul can make it to two yards. 
No, I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> what, were they good or lying in front of me? Come on. Be- begrudge- begrudgingly, <laughs> begrudgingly, I'm going to let Cameron pass knowing yeah. the fact that he's not going to complete it. I know, I know, however, I know, however, I know the right I, answer to this. If I, if I, and Ian's, Ian's going to get the right answer. The right answer, if you want the most likely chance to win the game in that situation, is kick the bloody field goal and then try the onside kick. What, what, here's one. If Cameron throws it, he's going to make such a hash of it that there might be um, defensive pass interference, which means you might get Are you honestly goal. telling me that Paul Mitchell is not fumbling the ball if he has two <laughs> yards to get between hey. him? And as, as a fullback, he's at three yards. So yes, from him getting the ball to get to the end zone is three yards with 300-pound defensive tackles in the NFL in front of him. I'm sorry. All you do is dive low. It's dead they, easy. I've run through a million He times. would run through the legs. <laughs> dive low for three yards. The I'm, only way that Paul Mitchell doesn't fumble the ball is if he cowers and gives himself up with a knee immediately after taking the ball. <laughs> that, that is slanderous, to be perfectly honest with you. If you even no, go sl- on... Sl- slander is I have got a much true. better chance of getting two yards than Cameron is throwing it. Come on. You've not seen Jeez. my spiral. It's beautiful. It's you beautiful. Listen, yeah. she was there's unbelievable. A play, there's a play in the NFL called the fullback belly, and the fullback belly is essentially mimicking that you're going for a dive and then you suddenly bounce it to the outside in a power formation. And I think if you called a fullback belly with Paul, there's far greater chance of Paul outrunning the middle linebacker's pursuit to the the corner pylon and diving for the touchdown than there is for Cameron to be able to successfully not just throw a football, but actually hold on to a football in the NFL. And I think his hands are so small. He was actually, as an adult, he was a model, a hand model for Barbie. Hang on. Well, we don't need, we don't make fun of people with small hands. No, just Cameron. Just Cameron with small hands. Cameron's lumbering up here. All I'm going to say is, if you trust the most likely scenario on any situation whereby you are asking Paul as the ball carrier to make a cut, the most likely scenario is he trips over his own feet. Cameron throwing a pass, it could at least be a jet sweep that's like a little forward pass. Yeah, that doesn't look like a jet sweep there. But Cameron, Cameron doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm have- looking. Cameron doesn't even have the capacity to handle the snap. No, he really, I mean, I, he, I says, mean he, he's, he says he can throw, what was what was it that Cameron says he can throw? He can throw one, one yard. yard pass. One, one yard. yard pass. But you're asking for two yards. You're asking for so, two. I think if you could do one, I can do two. That, this is what well, I said. So if, 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 if these, hang on, if by analogy, you think if you could do two, you could do three. If these are options, 100% I'm handing I'm kicking the field goal. And 100% I'm handing it off to Paul and then I'm enjoying the most creative end zone celebration the NFL's ever seen. And Paul's going to do it for <laughs> the other side of the field. Paul. The other side of the field because the defense have forced him to fumble because he covered and gave up the ball <laughs> and they ran it back the other way. Well, if, if you remember, Pete Carroll called the pass from the two-yard line and that didn't end very well. So <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair, it was Russell Wilson and we've seen what he's capable of. So, <laughs> you know... Oh, we almost got through an entire podcast with Uh, I'm looking forward to Gordon's press conference where they ask for his resignation for giving the ball to the hands of Cameron Hobbs trying to throw it for two yards. The most egregious decision says Pete Carroll's, there's no doubt. Oh dear. (laughs) Right, anyone got any other questions to add? That was Paddy Kelly, well done Paddy, great later. That's That's a great question. That's like uh, on the horns of a dilemma. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh dear. Yeah, I've got a question. Where, where, is, where is the next NFL Scotland tour going and when are we going? So, do you know what? Let's, we'll talk about this because this is something that I flirted with the idea of doing this year. <laughs> do we try and do uh, a, an NFL Scotland slash Stramash tour in the 2023 season? Um, if you're listening to this, and if, listen, if you've made it to this point of the podcast, first of all, congratulations, and we apologize. But secondly, if you would be up for us looking at doing a tour where we try and go to the States for five, six days and get in as many games as we possibly can, I, I'd be up for that. And I'll be perfectly honest, I think that the Baltimore-New York region with our Scottish... NFL players feels like a really good spot. There's some just, great college teams around there as well. Just don't tell Cameron's wife. But anyway. It's quite okay. I can cover this under a work trip because I'm sure I can go <laughs> to one of the offices that we have in the States while I'm there just to just make it all line up nicely. Um, but yeah, the genuinely, I genuinely was considering looking at it this year, but I had a kid this year, so it really wasn't the best time for me. But listen, if you listen to this, Paul asks a great question. Um, I'd be up for doing it. However, there's another question here, which would be the ideal location for you. And actually, I would love to do a Chicago, Indianapolis little tour. I think seeing a game at Soldier Field, especially with Charles being there, would be brilliant content. I would love to go to that Indianapolis stadium. I think it looks tremendous. And, and again, is a really good city for like, like good bars. They have St. Elmo's Steakhouse. It's good stuff. But do you really want to go to a Colts game? Really? Not well, not this year, but they might go and get a decent quarterback. The, so. the ideal location is the South. New Orleans. It's a, it, it's a Saints game yeah. in New Orleans. And it's some combination of LSU or Alabama. I would be quite happy to go to California and then drive to Vegas. Charles has Charles has nailed it. Is it uh, yeah. This is this Chargers is, this, in Vegas. This is history, folks. First time ever Charles and I have seen eye to eye on anything. <laughs> Let's fly to LA. Watch um, Baker if he's not signed for Green Bay. <laughs> Watch the Chargers and then. Head to Vegas and then just lose all track of time. Never I'm sure, return. I'm sure many of the popular music acts Dra- that you enjoy, Paul, will be performing in Vegas. The draft's in Vegas as well. Uh, the draft can't be in Vegas. It's just been in Vegas. Or is it not? No. Who wants in Vegas? Also, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl's not, in Vegas next year. We're not going for the draft. Um, the oh. draft in 2023 is in Kansas City. Ah, Vegas. Brilliant. Uh, and then in 2024, it's in Detroit. So, they, so they get the fact that Derek Carr might get benched this week opens up the possibility of uh, Vegas looking for a new quarterback as well. Uh, so, do, do do the Raiders swap Aaron Rodgers for Derek Carr? That's mm. another conversation that we can cover mm. in the off season. We'll talk about that in the off season. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Paul, where would your location be of choice? Uh, you've never actually quite fancy going to Indianapolis. I, as a fan of stadiums. Um, that's a stadium that I definitely want to. Minnesota want would to be see. another one from a stadium point of view. I'd love to go to the Minnesota stadium. It looks it's apparently very good. Um, yeah. And if you but if you're doing Minnesota, you'd have to do Minnesota in Green Bay, I think. Um, that, that would not be a hardship, if I'm being honest. I'm sure, um, but I'm not sure about college teams in amongst that as well. Go, go watch um, the Badgers in Wisconsin. Yeah, that'd be quite good fun. Could be. 
Could be. Uh, no, no one has ever watched a Wisconsin Badgers game and said that was fun. <laughs> okay, so, well, we're uh, not going now then because we'd have to put a big banner saying we've got Gordon and this is what he says about your Badgers. They're not. They're not a bad. Fo- they're not a bad football team. They're a very good program. Defensive, I, defensively heavy. You yeah, love your defensive no. teams. You've just talked about you would have been a Steelers he's, fan. He's 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 a contradiction wrapped in a riddle. This man tonight. <laughs> what they often say about me. Indeed, but- I would. I, for the record, by the way, I would. Not, not to be sentimental, but uh, I think the idea of like a, an NFL Stramash, uh, NFL Scotland tour at some point would be great fun because mm-hmm. we've got like a, a really fun community of people. Like the live events we've done and the people that mm. have been there like four or five times in a row, like there's really good banter. Johnny Bailey is a great example of this. I, the only time I've ever seen Johnny Bailey in person is at our live events. And every time, it's good fun. It's like a yeah. good bit of banter between the two of us. We support opposite teams and all that stuff. Like we've got a really good community on this uh, podcast. Like, we're not, no one in this podcast is under any illusion that we're going to be the next Pat McAfee show. No, but, we're not trying we, to be. We're not trying we do, to be. We do have a really fun community of people. And if people in the future did want to go on like a trip together, I'd be right up for that. Yes, I definitely would as well. There's a good long list of people that I can say that we've interacted with that regularly come along. And I don't want to name people because I'm worried about them missing people out. But there genuinely is a a good 20 to 30 people that we could all... (laughs) The logistics behind that are hurting my head. But you know what? It would be great fun. Anyway. There's a guy that's came along a couple of times that I saw that I thought was really nice, a guy called Jamie Borthwick. Don't know if you guys know him. (laughs) Whatever happened to him? He would call off last minute. That's that's the Borthwick way. He'd, he'd have right, it right, all he, he, would, he would ditch you at the airport. <laughs> right, right now at the Borthwick household, the guests are trying to leave the table, and he's too scared to join this podcast. And they're like, "No, no, we're going." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." Have another, have another little glass of wine. And he's like shaking the Rioja and the glasses to get the last couple of drops. Um, right, I'm onto the whiskeys, so I think it's so time to go on to the quiz because we're. Here we go. We're already going to be pushing two hours. Charles, this is over to you. Uh, For anyone listening, if you've not Mm. listened to this before, uh, Charles will now do a quiz. We're all going to take part in this. Gordon is the champion, by the way. Gordon is the reigning champion. I I think, have I not won two in a row? I think you might have done. You're going for the three-peat. I believe as well there is also uh, slides for this one. We are going to make the slides available. So before you, if you got to this point, Right. This check is the out, highlight of Christmas. If you've got to the point and you're listening to this bit, check out our Twitter feed. I'm going to pin it at the top. Right. We'll put the slides on the website. We'll put a link to it and you can watch, look at the slides and do it exactly as we've done it. And you can let us know how you score yep. if you're listening. Yep. And if you beat Gordon, because my best guess is that he's probably favorite, even though he's consumed three quarters of a gallon of alcoholic fluid tonight <laughs> then um, last well last year i listened back and last year i promised anyone who beat gordon uh i'd buy them a nip at the championship weekend and nobody came up so clearly you beat everybody who was listening as well or nobody did it so <laughs> well, what are we allowed to beat them with though <laughs> Well, just with your brains. Come on. Oh, Come on. Right. I've tried no, to make it as... Right. You're going to have to let me screen share, uh, well, Mr. That's, Host. That's, God, that's clearly Paul's Audi belly button. <clears throat> oh, dear. He's his Audi belly button and just... 
Here we go. Right. It says this is what um what you the, could, you what the could... I can't, yeah. I needed to get a picture of that camera. <laughs> Cameron's bondage section looked very interesting there. <laughs> That's um you said what can we beat Gordon with? I was just giving you a selection of tools. Anyway, <laughs> right. Oh god. Right. Charles, Right, this is this, this this is this is where things go wrong for me because um, it's the rest of the hour. Uh, oh well, you'll be well aware that I'm not particularly good at um, screen sharing. Hang on a minute. Can I just point out I've been uh, drinking out this uh, Loch Lomond uh, Stramash uh, whiskey glass. Yeah, and uh, I think it's actually maybe been one of the best glasses that I've go. ever used to consume liquids from. I uh, think I, I too am using my Stramash whiskey glass as I as I drink this. I've right. got last season's version, but we, as far as early... tumblers go, I think that it's one of the best tumblers I've ever had. I'd also <laughs> say that just looks like Cameron's like, I'm on a bridge holiday. Take a picture of me beside this bridge. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> right, okay. Can you can you can you see these pictures? How of all these pictures is the one that you want to slack off? Cameron and not you. You're the one who's like looking Hang forlorn at the middle distance. I can't see this. I can't Here see we go. it. Right. Hang on. There we wait, go. Wait, 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 wait. I can't see it. I can't see it. Wait, wait, wait. I can't. You How can you your screen? So can you now see it. the screen? No. I'm trying to bring it up. Yeah, presume Gordon, yeah. Ian, and Paul yeah, can see the screen. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. See the screen. We're, we're making more progress than we did this time last year. Because I got filters. Uh, everyone looks very handsome in these pictures, apart from... Well, well, there we go. Jamie looks okay. like he's very, very pleased to have received tenure at the University of Edinburgh. <laughs> where, 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 where was the picture of Cameron sitting with a Peroni next to a bridge taken, I wonder? That's the question. I, I, I know exactly where it was taken. Unfortunately, it's an alcohol-free Peroni. I made a comment against a certain football team, and a bunch uh, of people jumped on it and slagged me off for drinking non-alcoholic Peroni. I was of like, course, the picture the of... Um, the picture of Paul was taken when he was 29. So. Yeah, 40 years ago. <laughs> the picture of Paul was taken when he was calling Wait, Bingo and Mecca. Where, where are you in your Charles? Uh, I'm in Dubai, actually, for mine. So there you go. That's my stock photo at the moment. That's the only one which uh, I have, which doesn't have a sky bike in it. So. <laughs> Again, great, great content for uh, uh, well, a I podcast. No, I heard you brought these slides up. <laughs> They're going to get, the slides. Slides. Gonna get right. access to the slides. That's Here we go. Right. So welcome to the quiz for 2022. Get your pens and papers ready. Fuck it. Here, come on. Here How many go. questions? How many rounds? Uh, good question. Don't know yet. Oh, right. good question. Oh, bugger. Right. right. Hang on. Stop. Share. There we go. That was Giselle and Tom, by the way. <laughs> right. Here we go. Can you still see it? Nope, no, nope. because nope. you stopped. Oh, bollocks! You can't see it. Oh, fucking hell! I can't do this. Right, hang on. Uh, let's go back. Let's start. Well, again. While you're doing that, I did love the commentators talking about Tom Brady, saying it's the first time Tom Brady has ever played on Christmas Day. There we I go. Thought, right. Well, if you don't have to be with the kids, you may as well go do something. <laughs> sure. Paul, Paul, your knowledge is right. You're now. We're, we're now back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, okay. A question for Paul. Your knowledge of Scottish football is encyclopedic, Paul. Who's the last player in Scottish oh, football to it. score on Christmas Day? Oh. That's Don't a know. Really good question. Don't know. In Scotland. Here we go. Right. So back by popular demand with Sam Darnold. The quiz. Here we go. 
Uh, and we've got some pic nice pictures. This is this is all for the viewers when they decide or the listeners when they decide to log on. So I'd spent lots of time on this. Question round number one: Super Bowl super facts. Pens at the ready or pencils. Um, dead easy. Question number one: Which four current franchises have never reached the Super Bowl? So we're talking current franchises. So Houston Oilers does not count, Ian. What about the Staten Island Stapletons? Mm, don't think that they're in the NFC East at the moment. Anyway. Uh, right. Next one. Question number two. That's Chuck Howley. Chuck Howley stands alone in Super Bowl history. But what did he achieve in 1971 in Super Bowl V? Very handsome man. Plays for the Dallas Cowboys, I believe. What did Chuck Howley do in the Super Bowl in 1971? Question number three. Which of Paul's favourite iconic musical acts have not played the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, and if you we... can name, if you can name all four of those acts, I'll give you a bonus point. So just to clarify, so we're picking one of these four. One of these four play. have not played the halftime show. <laughs> And if you can name all four, you get a bonus point. Jeez. Oh, I know uh, yeah, I know the one at the bottom. Yep. I've I think I've got them all. God. Paul's looking at this thinking, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What was statistically unique about the Seahawks victory over the Broncos in Super Bowl forty eight? I'm not very good with Roman numerals. 52? 50, 58. 50, 53. 53. 53. Yeah, well, yeah. 58, it's 58. It's 58. And, um, no, 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 this, the current one's 58, isn't it? Or 50, the one in, it was 48 because Super Bowl 50 was a few years ago. Yeah, these Roman ago. numerals are completely broken. Yeah, That's right. Fine. Anyway. Um, is the, I, is the I thing right. here that Russell Wilson played well? Is that what, what was statistical? Uh, I just had to get a Russell Wilson question in. Um, question number five. What unfortunate event Befell legendary Dolphins coach Don Shula at the end of Super Bowl Seven, and there he is. That's obviously the year that the Dolphins went perfect. What happened to Don Shula at the end of the Super Bowl? As he's getting carried off the field there. Look at that legend. Question number six: Super Bowl fifty-five fifty-seven takes place this February in Arizona. Which two states will then host Super Bowls fifty-eight and fifty-nine? So that is round one. Nice star for everybody. Right, you ready for number two? Why well, on? I on? Do we not do the not do the question? We'll do the answers at the end. We we'll do the answers at the end. Okay. Right, round two, Paul. I know you're, you're you feel you're leading, so I know you're confident. You want to get it out of there. I don't know if I am. I think I'm I'm struggling so far. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chances there for uh, everyone to get a shot off me. So that uh, was six questions, right? That was six questions, yeah, and there's fine. a wee there's a there's a wee bonus in there if you can name your bands, name your op, opera singers, or whoever it happens to be. Round number two, potluck. Question number one: How many games have the Buccaneers won since Tom and Giselle got divorced? Hmm. Is that how you spell Giselle? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> G I S E L E. If it's anything else, 
send in your answers. Gazelle's got two L's. Gazelle has got two L's. It's also got a Z in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty soon she'll be named. She's named after her Gazelle, correct? <laughs> Giselle the Gazelle, right. Uh, God. Uh, right, here we go. Let's keep going. Number two, I told you it was a ball question here. How many cows are required each season to supply leather for NFL footballs? Of course, um... Does the person closest get the answer? What's the... Um, I'll be the judge of that, depending on how bad the answers are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, to the nearest... I tell you what, to the nearest (laughs) 5,000... Question number three. Following his off-season ayahuasca experiment, who did Aaron Rodgers dress as when he arrived at the Packers training camp this year? What, what, what's ayahuasca? Oh, God. Do we have to do this again? Oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, Gordon, you can explain. Is it a mind-altering substance? That's the one. So I'm not... I'm Look, not he's like, tripping. I'm, I'm not in show business like you, Charles. I don't, I don't partake of... I things. wish I was in show business. I get paid better. <laughs> oh dear. Question. I can't see any of you because I'm sharing the screen here. So I'm assuming you're all writing your answers down. Yeah, yeah. Question number four. Dante Hall is our guest on Championship Weekends. How many return touchdowns did he make in the NFL? Mm. If Ian doesn't get that one right, I'll be. Only returns. How many return touchdowns did he make in the NFL? And that could be return punt, return kick. Dante Hall looking not a day younger than what he looks now. I, I know exactly how old he is. I'm just looking at his birthday today. Question five. How many podcasts have Hobbs and Patterson been AWOL combined since the start of this season? Fucking, fucking loads. <laughs> Cameron's a double figure. So is this from week one? Since Three the start two. of the season, how many podcasts have Hobbs so, and Patterson missed? Out of 15. That sounds, no, like, the, that sounds like the world's worst buddy cop movie. <laughs> Hobbs and Patterson. <laughs> I prefer the sequel, which was just Hobbs and Patterson AWOL. It was a much better, much better show without them. Yeah. Naked right. Gun's got nothing on that. Um, right. Was that the end of that round? I think it was, yes. Right, round three, stats. This is Gordon's favourite. Name the current NFL stat leaders. Jesus. In sacks. I think he's actually called Jesus. Rushing yards, passing attempts, fumbles returned for touchdowns, and field goal percentage, minimum five attempts. These are all names that are well known to us. We've talked about all these names at certain points over the course of time. There's no complete curveballs in here. Fumbles returned for... Uh, it's fumbles returned for touchdown. You want the person that fumbles. Who, no, who has returned the most fumbles for touchdowns in the NFL this season? Right, okay. There's one person who's out in front, and he's a relatively well-known player. So have a good guess. <laughs> who's the sack leader? Who is the leader in rushing yards? Um... Who is the leader in passing attempts thus far this season? I don't well, know. I don't know any kickers, let alone. <laughs> we do. Gordon talks about kicker every week to just talk, put his name down. And no, you've we, got, we, we've already established he's no. Pass. He's not very good anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, 
Hang on, hang on. Like, give us time to fucking think about these. That's okay. Yeah. I'll give you very, time. Very, very quickly. Well, fucking... wait, this podcast is already at about an hour and 53 minutes, so I'm just trying to sort of shift it on a bit. One of the kickers has got a very sexual name, so I'll go for him. <laughs> oh, dear. There's a lot. The, the thing about a quiz on a, a podcast is there's complete silence because they're thinking really, really hard. You can hear the. The cogs turning in the brain. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting eating chocolate orange crispies. Right, right. Round three, you're done. You've had you've had you've had your chance for round three. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Right, it's too tricky for this guy. Oh. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> the famous Jameis. Round number four. They said what? We have oh, at some God. point all made ridiculous predictions this season, which have gone completely. Haywire. Who said what? Number one, Miami and Dallas will crash and burn this season. Number two, Matt Ryan will take the Colts over the top. That's my particular favorite in this. <laughs> Actually, closely followed by number three, Denver will be AFC West champions. Oh, Jesus. Number Concerned four, by some of these. Arizona will reach the Super Bowl. <laughs> Concerned by a lot of these. Number five, in retrospect, I wouldn't want Patrick Mahomes. And number six, the Giants will have the number one pick in the 2023 draft. These were all things said by members of the podcast who said what? If I'm, so, right, yeah. I'm, re- if I'm right, I'm reporting you for bullying, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you, ha- it's, you, know, you, ma- you remember those things you did as a kid whereby you had all the answers on one side and all the questions on the other, you had to link them all up with a wee snake. That's how you do it. Oh, so just write everyone's name down the side and then link it up. I'm at a loss. I don't know who everyone is in the podcast. Well, <laughs> so the, the, the guy that's standing next to Hollis Thomas, who's absent, um, he's the only one that's missing. He's the rest so of us are all on the, sh- on the picture. He's just so handsome, Jamie. Look how smartly dressed he is. I know. He makes an effort. Unlike I, I everybody that, else. I realised at the end of the tour that I didn't have any pictures with Hollis. <laughs> everybody mm. else got pictures with him and I didn't take one. Right, have you all written, scribbled down something for that? Yep. Yep, right, cool. Um, and then we've got the bonus cheerleader round. Oh my God. Seven NFL oh. teams do not have a cheerleading squad. Can you name them? And I think you can tell from that that the Saints is definitely not one of them. Anyway, which seven NFL teams do not have a cheerleading squad? So have a think. Scribble down seven NFL teams. That male cheerleaders kick, in, incidentally, in the picture. You went those who log on and click on the link. I'm not sure that I could physically even contemplate getting that leg that up high. Unbelievable. Could ask, wonder why you would want to, but don't know. Um... Times are hard. Right. So, have you got your names, your yeah. seven teams down? Brilliant. On seven randoms. Yep. yep. Brilliant. Who wants the answers? Yeah, let's do All it. Hang on, I've only got five written down. Let me yeah. Nathan- Nathaniel Hackett wants the answers because he's out of a job. Cards and... Dolphins do. I'm trying to think of teams that are religious. <laughs> What, so don't have cheerleaders? 
<laughs> Which is the most religious team? <sighs> I mean, you, 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 there's some that you know for a fact, absolutely, we'd have cheerleaders until the day they die. There's some you can rule out straight away. I mean, Zach Wilson's fairly religious and he pumps mums, so I don't know that that's necessarily a good barometer. Cameron, behave yourself. That's completely out of order. Right. Right, let's go to the answers. Round number one, Super Bowl, Super Facts. Right, shout out your answers. Which four current franchises have never reached the Super Bowl? Go for it. The Lions, the Jags, the Texans, and the Browns. Yep. Browns, Jaguars, Lions, Texans. Well done. Very good. Excellent. Got a point for each. I want to hear everyone's answers to these first round because there's a Did everyone get that? Nobody's got Yep. Yep. Texans, Jags, Browns, and Lions. Well done. Excellent. Is that is that one point or four? Yeah, make it four points. I'm feeling jealous. Excellent. Four points to start, which is I think two more points more than Jamie got in the entire quiz last year, but anyway. It's slightly unfair because he's not here, but that's why that's why that's why you can't live it down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, up question number two. Chuck Howley stands alone in Super Bowl history, but what did he achieve in Super Bowl five in nineteen seventy one? Any answers? No idea. He lost, I put, his, lost his virginity. Lost his virginity. He threw a touchdown and was also the halftime show. Do you think he was? He threw a touchdown when he was number fifty-four. Oh, I didn't yeah. even realise that. <laughs> Apart from the is picture, it connected to fumbles? No, no, no. This is actually you're going to annoy. You're going to kick yourself when you miss this one. He is the only man to be MVP but lose the game. Wow! Oh, wow! Wow! I. That's you're a right. Great and, question. Great. Myself. There you go. He's the only man ever to be Super Bowl MVP, but not win. Dallas got beaten by, uh, can't remember, Miami, I think. A better team. Yeah, I think they beat. They got beaten by Miami. Anyway, great, great question. Right, question three. Which of Paul's favorite iconic musical acts have not played the Super Bowl halftime show? Tell me who they are, first of all. I think I know. I think I've got go on it. Come on, you. Run it through. New Kids in the Block. Yeah, on the left. Yeah. Yep. Tony Bennett. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, looking like me, uh, ZZ Top. Yeah. Yep. And then at the bottom, I think it's the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Yep. Ooh. Bonus so point. Four, I had the four right, but I put ZZ Top as those that didn't do the halftime show. And Anyone else? Did. I Any- think. I think it might be Tony Bennett. I think the, I think the New Kids in the Block were maybe the first act that did it that wasn't a special theatre company that used to do Correct. Very good. Very good knowledge. The correct answer, who've not played the halftime show, Backstreet Boys. Yes. Ah. So I get one Excellent. point for the bonus point, but nothing for the right answer. <laughs> correct. Right. Correct. The fact that Tony Bennett has played the Super Bowl halftime show is one of the greatest facts that I found out over this Christmas holidays. I could not believe that. Outstanding. So point for every band we didn't find? Or is no, that no, 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 no. You've got all four bands. Band. If you get all four bands correct, you get a point. And that's through honesty. But if you didn't get the Backstreet Boys, you don't get a point. No, I only got that's the answer. How, how is the Backstreet Boys the one that people are unsure if they got? <laughs> that's the first one I got. <laughs> so I didn't recognise them. That, says, that says more about me. Okay. Well, that, that was what I was wondering, Paul. Would you recognise who the Backstreet Boys were? And you didn't. Not in that picture. Possibly if you put them as they played in the Super Bowl, but not in that. But they didn't play in the Super picture. Bowl. Well, no. If you, <laughs> when, when they had hits. 
Wendy, if, it, yeah. if, it's, if it's any consolation, Gordon, I could actually identify a Backstreet Boys song, but I couldn't identify a Taylor Swift song, which makes what, Backstreet no, what, Boys more musically relevant than Taylor Swift could ever I, be. I, I, need, I need to be brutally honest with you. None of us believe you when you say you can... Backstreet's back. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, what was right. the statistically unique thing about the Seahawks? Well, what was statistically unique about the Seahawks' victory over the Broncos in it Super was Bowl first 48? Is that right? I took a guess for score mm, safety. Oh. It was a scoragami. It was a scoragami, the only yeah, one in Super Bowl history. Off. Yeah, 43 points to eight. Well done, Cameron. Excellent. Great shout. The fact that Cameron's happy makes me so sad. <laughs> that is a good answer. What unfortunate... You're not going to get this one, but I thought I'd throw it in because well, I'm being, know, I'm being horrible. Oh, you know, know it, right. Okay, what unfortunate event befell legendary Dolphins coach Don Shula at the end of Super Bowl Seven? Yeah, he it was Welsh. <laughs> no. Ian, not, go. Not, not many people know this. It was an accidental circumcision. Oh, I was, I was, I was really hoping you might have the answer there. Unfortunately, that is the answer. Was, not it, was he not dropped? Did he broke something? Yeah, he got dropped. Yeah, he, he did. I, in that picture, at that moment in time, so he's got his right hand up. Yeah. What's on his left hand, or his left wrist? I mean, his watch nicked. He his Rolex watch was stolen and never Ooh. recovered. So there you there go. You Somebody go. out there has got Don Shula's Rolex watch. I put. He found out that he was Welsh and he doesn't have a Rolex watch. So I'm kind of right. No. Listen, I'm I'm not going to mark these. This is all about honesty, and that sounds like bullshit. So no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> can I just bring you back to the Backstreet Boys? No, you can't. No, no, can. no, no because that. I can't go backwards because I'm not are, intelligent are, are enough we, to work out how are to we do aware it. Of the allegations against Nick Carter. No, no. We we, uh, we might want to check that out before we use the Backstreet Boys as a quiz question. Well, it's an allegation. Don't mention Nick Carter though. The Backstreet Boys are a band. They're a band. I'm Jesus, not. Jesus, Paul. There's anyway, lots. Anyway, <laughs> two places. The next two Super Bowls are in Nevada and Louisiana. Yeah, the next two Super Bowls are in each. Yeah, yeah. You can have a point each. It's fine. Yeah, just get right those points up. You can have a point for each. That's fine. Um, right, okay, that was round one. We, well we done. need the right. scores after round one. We need to do okay. our scores. Right, well, okay. Go on, scores in the doors. Who, name them. Gordon, what yeah. have you got? Seven. Ian. Nine. What? what? I, got the four, I got the four teams, right? Yeah. I got the four, I got the four bands correct, and I got Nevada. No, yeah, you only get one. You, for the you, get one you get a bonus point for naming the four bands. All oh, right, okay, sorry. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Take off three, six. <laughs> dial it down. Dial it down. Oh, right, what did you get? Six. Good. Right. Eight. Scorigami put me over the edge. Hobbs is in the lead. Right, you okay. Could, you could tell that he'd got uh, eight and not nine because when I said seven, he was ready he was to do bands. And then when and then when Ian said nine, he was like, "What? What?" Excellent. Good. Good stuff. Nice and uh, tight at the start. Right. Paul Lock. That round two. Question number one. And I'm gonna a little bit disclaimer. Since I did this, since I did this spread. Um, the, the numbers actually changed and I forgot to update the score. So how many games have the Buccaneers won since Tom and Giselle got divorced? The answer is... Uh, go on, what was that? Three. 
Four. Mm, it is four. I put three, four. but it's actually four because they won at the weekend. I forgot that they won at the weekend. <laughs> so it's four. They're four and three since Giselle um, filed the divorce papers. So there you go. Proves that even Giselle can't stop Brady from doing relatively decently. But anyway, question number two. How many cows are required each season to supply leather for NFL footballs? To the nearest 5,000. Go on. I'll be honest, I thought this was a trick at first because I thought pigskin, and then I was like, nope, this <coughs> They're is They're made stupid. from cows. Cow That's leather. a stupid response. I've gone for 40,000. I went for 15,350. I actually met a guy in... Uh, like heading back from America in November, who used to have the contract for making leather for NFL footballs. Big Giants fan. He was getting very excited. Does he work for Wilson? Does he? Uh, no, he used to like supply the leather to Wilson for the right. for the balls. So he's got so. a cow farm somewhere. Apparently wow. so. Yeah, that's right. the best way best way to get leather. Yeah, Paul and Ian. I went for ten thousand two hundred and forty two. Ian, I went for ninety-five thousand. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that would supply the XFL as well, and the preseason. Uh, what did you say, Cameron? Forty thousand. Forty thousand. Mm, you're definitely the closest. Thirty-five thousand. Did, ah. did you just move before you came? <laughs> I, did. I did move. Yes, I did. <laughs> Cameron, I'm going to give you a point. Well done. You can have a point for that. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking it. You can have thirty-five thousand cows, which does beg the question. Is that uh, ethically viable long term? But let's not get into that. We can have a separate discussion about that someday. Um, go on. Sorry. No, what was no, no. I've, ch- I've changed my mind. I was going to say it. I was going to say it. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. Let's not do it tonight. <laughs> let's not do it tonight. Right. Question three. Following his off-season ayahuasca experiment, who did Aaron Rodgers dress as when he arrived at the Packers training camp this summer? Nicholas Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage from the movie Conair. Cameron Poe oh, is correct. Oh. Look at that. What a handsome man. God, Which dear. one's Aaron Rodgers? Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, judging by the first eight weeks of the season, I think Nicolas Cage could have thrown a better ball. Nicolas um, Cage is better looking than Aaron Rodgers. Just saying that. Do you think? Yeah. Is he? I mean, looking at these I don't two think pictures, so. that's not correct. I would say uh, that. Look at no, I, I think Cage is better looking. Pops, pops, hairline he loses. Hairline he loses. Beard he loses. No, I think his beard's nah, better. His beard's I'd, well looked after. Hobbs, nah, get your put Hobbs, put, put your bunny back in the box right now. God, I'm really? 2022 to end. Can we just end 2022? I'm on a podcast and people are deciding who's more handsome, Aaron Rodgers or Nicholas Cage. Where's my life going? Number four, Dante Hall. Our guest on Championship Weekend. How many return touchdowns did he make in the NFL? Anyone? 12. I put 13. I've got 11. You've got to get it exact. 10. Oh. I get the point for being closest, yeah? No, no. you said you got to get it exactly. Got to get it right. No, 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 I've got to get closest. No, no, you're changing the rules. It's not like this changing is not, the rules. This I'm is not pass interference. You. This is not patent interference. Come on, right? Oh, so, so you can get it for being what? How no, I said I Cameron? no. The the cows was to the nearest five thousand. That's fine. Oh, and he wasn't near it. I well, he was. He was forty thousand, and this answer right. was thirty-five. Yeah, but I was only one out. He was thousands out. It wasn't to the nearest one. <laughs> <laughs> How many podcasts have we missed combined since the start of the season? 
I work. Go on. You should I get it. I put this. 11. But I, I, guess, it's a I guess. guess 13. 13 was my I guess. put 11. Paul? I've got, I've got 12. Ian? Nine. <laughs> Unbelievably. 15. What? Wow. <laughs> what? Sackers. Yep. Is, that, is, that, is that only if you get it right or do you get nearest to it? No, only you have to get, get that right. You got to get it right. You got to get it right. Right. Num- round Dude. number three. Let's just keep rolling. Round number three stats. Name the current NFL leaders in sacks. Uh, rushing yards, passing attempts, fumbles, return for touchdown, and field goal percentage. Who's the sack leader? Come on. Nick Bosa. Bosa. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Rushing yards, Josh Jacobs. Yep. Oh, passing right. attempts, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yep. Fumbles, return for touchdown, Denzel Ward. I got that wrong. I put Max and Jacob Crosby. Myers. I got four. J- Jason Myers percentage. And, I, yeah. I, put, I, I went for the erotic kicker, Randy Bullock. Randy I went Bullock. for... Tucker because uh, I thought he Tucker's was Tucker's way goal. down. He's about eighty four percent. He's had two blocked in the last couple of weeks. He's having a stinker, yeah, exactly. and those, those are those are your numbers as well. Right, yeah. I, we need a recap of the scores before we get into the yeah. final rounds. Yeah, we okay. can go to round four. What? Uh, what's who's on what? Where, where are we at at the moment? What's score okay, time? Scores. Who's going first? Go on, Gordon. I've go. got I've got fourteen. Oh, right, Paul. Ahead. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Ian? How have you got 13, you dodgy git? How have I got 13? Yeah. Because I got Bosa, Jackson, Brady, and Myers. Right. But then I got the cows one. So that balances <laughs> that. You didn't. And I, I got Cameron Poe. Right. So did I. Can fight it out in an empty room. And then you what's, two, the I didn't, what's the one I didn't get? Sorry. You didn't get Dante Hall and you didn't get the number of podcasts. Uh, no, I got, but I got a number of um, uh, wins for Brady. Three. No, it was four. I know. I saw. I I, I put a disclaimer up that I got that wrong. It was four because they won at the weekend. I'll take. I'll take twelve. It was on the screen. I know it was on the screen. That's my fault because I'm useless and I didn't upgrade the screen. And I will upgrade it for the listeners. I think Cameron's desperate to win this. Ian, hello. I want want to proffer a suggestion. If we do do Mm. an NFL Mm -hmm. tour of some sort, yes. Can we have Gordon and Charles? Sorry, Gordon and Cameron in the same room. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would perhaps share with yourself. Fine by me. Um, because I think you'd be reason, but I think I could also corrupt you as well in late night shenanigans. Fine. I don't think I could do that with Paul. I don't snore, by the way, so I would be a terrific roommate. Oh, I, I do, so I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not fucking oh, sure you, Christ. Can you imagine the arguments oh. we would have? Right. There, there um, are only two people on this podcast that have been roommates and we survived, so. Yes. Uh, no, to be fair, me and Borthwick survived quite well in London in the dodgiest um, place I've ever stayed in in my life. So and the fact that he's not here to tell the tale suggests that he took it worse than I did. So, And, and I, have to, I have to confirm on this podcast as well that though Paul Mitchell does snore, he snores quite softly, kind of like a very slowly uh, taken down jean zipper, kind of like, you know, <laughs> That's the worst analogy I've ever heard. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, what a vision that is. Right, round four. Who said what? Right, Miami and Dallas will crash and burn this season. Patterson. Patterson. Matt Ryan will take the Colts over the top. Me. Me. Oh. <laughs> we all thought it was us. Denver, Denver will be AFC West champions. Me. Paul. Me. I said that. Arizona will reach the Ian. Super Bowl. Ian. Me. Me. In retrospect, I wouldn't want Patrick Mahomes. Me. 
<laughs> the Giants will have the number one pick in the 2023 draft. Jordan. Jimmy. Jimmy. The answers are, I said that Miami and Dallas would be terrible. Oh. Paul, Mitch- Paul Mitchell said that Matt Ryan was going to take the Colts over the top. Borthwick yeah. predicted Denver would be AFC champ- best champions. Ian Stevens said that Arizona would reach the Super Bowl. Cameron Hobbs, of course, said he didn't want Patrick Mahomes because he'd rather That's have Brock Purdy. You That's did. You did. Shut up. And Gordon McGuinness said the Giants will have the number one pick in the 2023 draft. So, proves we know hee-haw. There right. we go. I think, I think we should definitely go for the cheerleaders. Definitely one point for every pick. Not because oh, of oh, Absolutely. Oh, did anybody get all six of those? No, no I, got, I, got, I got three. I got three. I got four. Ah, oh, for the love of God. Did, you, did, did, <laughs> did, anyone, did anyone not get their own one? No. <laughs> no, I got my, I got my, I As got soon as I as saw mine, well. I knew it was me. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well done. Right. Bonus cheerleader round. Seven NFL teams do not have a cheerleading squad. Name them. Let's go Giants, for it. Giants, Bills, Browns, mm-hmm. Packers, Chargers, Steelers, and Cardinals. Any other names in the mix? I had Bears, Bills, Browns, Packers, Eagles, Titans, Chargers. Packers are in there. But, right, anyone? Bills, Browns, Packers, uh, Bears, Chargers, Giants, Steelers. I had the the Staten Island Stapletons. (laughs) The the most religious team in the NFL. Right, the correct answer. Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, LA Chargers, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's your combo. I think Cameron got all seven, didn't he? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Cameron got all twelve. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Just you can't just keep writing names until you get them right. Yeah, I think seven. I think you've just named the seven teams that we won't go and see in the NFL. <laughs> They're all in the north, <laughs> apart from the Chargers. Oh dear. So the Chargers. The Chargers to be fair, the Chargers. Did look at him dancing. He knows he's won. When he's I, such a prick. Congratulations. Did you own on the planet? Did you own the quiz? As Aaron would say. So, final scores on the doors. I think we start with the champion. What did you get? I think I'm going to finish second place this time. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Very good. Paul, what did you get? 19. 19. Dear. That's a shame. Ian? It, it is. It's poor. I had 10. 10? 10. Ah, oh, started well. Faded I away. Get, I, didn't, I didn't get any of us right, and I only get one of the cheerleaders right. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, let's be honest, I watch football. I don't care about cheerleaders. <laughs> Unlike the pervs. <laughs> Cameron Hobbs, what did you get? So I didn't say that I wouldn't. Oh, take just what did you Patrick get? For Holmes. God's sake! What I said Come was on. that I would have taken Christian McCaffrey before Pat Mahomes, and Christian McCaffrey is currently twenty-three, which coincidentally is also the score I got. I got twenty. Uh, interesting, interesting point. Sorry. So, Cameron, what was your answer for that? For that uh, take? What do you mean? So, so when you said the the Cameron Hobbs, oh, I put um, me. I still put me because I knew what it was being implied. So, I knew it was so, me. So what you're saying is you were wrong. Well, I think we're all wrong. Um, but by the quizmaster, it was right because he knew what he was doing. Quizmaster's always right. 
Quizmaster also has Quizmaster also. Wait, wait, Gordon, who did you put down for that one? No, I put I put you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quizmaster but, also has the power to take points off for people who are being smug. But I actually, I'm, smug. <laughs> I'm also going to point out, I by by the Quizmaster slides, I won this quiz. So we will put an asterisk on this, and the asterisk <laughs> is. Cameron won the quiz after the quiz master's things. And right, I'll, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll settle it. We'll settle it. You two go head to head, 10 questions oh, that Charles Jesus. and I will come up with at the podcast. Yes. Head Bonus to quiz. Head. Gordon and Cameron. Bonus quiz. Only Charles and I will have the questions. In front That's of a live audience. My, my, suggestion, my suggestion was going to be a ladder match. So I'm going to accept that as probably the better <laughs> of the two options. If you need some kind of overtime to sort this out because you can't accept the outcome, that's absolutely fine. Oof, no, I'm fine. Absolutely I, fine. Look, look, as someone who's won this <laughs> quiz twice, I'm okay with you winning this one. How passive-aggressive is that? Is somebody who's won it twice? <laughs> Wonderful. That is, that is a drop-mic moment. We love that, Gordon. Brilliant. Outstanding. So yeah, we will post the link to this as soon as I work out how to send the link to Cameron. And uh, and as soon as you update the question, you go. As soon as I update the question, which I got the answer wrong to. Uh, yes, we will, I've just updated it actually just now. I feel very bad about the fact that I've potentially caused a controversy that we could roll into the championship weekend. Excellent. Um, but yes, well done. Excellent. That was uh, a higher, far higher standard than last year. You've clearly all been swatting up. I, I think no, your questions. Jamie's not here. <laughs> <laughs> the questions felt more fair. They were they were fair. They were fair. There wasn't quite as much um, statistical. There was uh, a whole roundabout fucking mascots last year. I don't know mascots. <laughs> Somebody got amazing scores in the mascot round last year. I think it was Gordon. Probably. Well, if, if there's anybody that's an expert on fucking mascots, then it is. A couple of things that we still need to talk about uh, before we really? get towards the end of this. <laughs> we're at the, half past 11. Oh my I think God. We're, we go to week 18 now in the NFL, right? No, yep. it's 17. Is Next it week, 17. Two weeks to go. So there's one week to go. No, there's two, two weeks. weeks to go. Next week is week 17, and then it's week 18. Right, Cameron, so there's two they, weeks. Cameron, they moved to 18 weeks last right. season. <laughs> so there's two weeks to go, but in the Bonnie Sauce Company, Stramash Podcast, Pick King or Queen mm. 2022, Burner All currently has a five-point lead over the Amsternator. I know um, Mr. Burner All extremely well. Do you know who yeah, that is? Um, well, unless it unless he's fibbing, it's um, my um, Buffalo Bills supporting friend Graham oh, Athey. Really? Right, yes. he needs to send a screenshot of this, but that's he, good. He does. He's been quietly mentioning it to me right the way through uh, the autumn. Uh, <laughs> been dominant throughout. Um, sportive battard, the chaos. The, sorry, the waves of chaos and Jake Funk Soul Brother. Jake Funk Soul Brother, whoever is that, has always been in the mix. I think through every year we've done this. All in 153, right? So Burn All has 160, the Harmstonator 155, three people in 153. Um, it's all to play for, right? Keep playing. There's mm. a great who's the best? prize. Who's, who's first in the podcast? Oh, you podcast don't need to team? ask that because you know the answer. Smug boy. I'm, not, I'm two points behind you. It's Paul Mitchell with 148, so he's still on the first page, which is fair enough. I'm um, just behind. Paul Mitchell is Adam Mitchell making the picks for him. <laughs> no, I, it's not. That's the one thing I do do. Is I, the picks. I, I've actually done quite well this year because I don't have five different teams running at the same time. So, 
<laughs> Can we just point out that Paul's actually just said the words doo-doo, and yep. that is the filthiest he's actually been in this podcast. How I think there's are. vodka in that Pepsi Max. I'm at a complete loss compared to you guys because I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got excuses, right. Um, you said there was, there was prizes you were giving away. There is prizes that we're giving away. So um, I'm looking at you, Ian, but I think we're going to give away two tickets to one of our live events at the end of January um, to the person's choice, whether it be Glasgow or Edinburgh. But we want to say thank you to everybody that submitted a question. So if Charles would kindly unshare his... Oh, he has unshared his screen. Um, We need to pick a winner for this. Um, So I'm currently procrastinating. I tell you what, while I'm picking up, while I'm bringing up the names of people that submitted questions again, uh, Ian, tell us more about the live events. Yeah, so we've got live events on the 27th of January, Friday, which is in Glasgow. It's in Maggie Mays downstairs. Um, And we've also got a live event on the Sunday 29th of January, which is Championship Weekend, the FC game live, the NFC Championship game live, and we're bringing across the best punt returner and kick returner in NFL history, who we've found out tonight has got 10 touchdowns. Um, It is the X-Factor, Dante Hall, um, who Cameron has um, prophesied will be making it into the Hall of Fame, ex-Scottish Claymores player. Uh, We've got uh, tickets just for the show's standard of £10 or VIP package, where you get to do tons of meeting and greeting and autograph signing and pictures with Dante and pictures with Paul. Um, Take Charles home for the night. Wow. Yes. Um, (laughs) And it is definitely well worth it. Uh, It'll be an extended show on the Friday because we don't have the championship games. We're working hard to try and see if we can get any special guests along to that as well. There might be some. There might be some. Some might be some. Um, Let us know if you want Gordon there or not. Um, We can tailor to whatever people's needs. Um, Johnny... Johnny Bailey. Oh, 200 quid a ticket for him. What do you think, Gordon? That seems fair. 200, 200 quid. That. Give, be careful. Johnny might win the tickets here. So you don't That's want to a, be committing to that. 200 quid will give Johnny the mic for 10 minutes so he can just shout any abuse he wants at you, Gordon. That sounds fair. Uh, I'm guess fair. <laughs> what? Let, let's go back. The Dante Hall thing, by the way, I'm Googling this just now. The number of return touchdowns he had. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was the answer? Ten, he said. So I'm Googling. Uh, I think he is ranked 10th with 12. Google doesn't uh, tell me I'm wrong. I'm just I saying I think I'm see the return, I do see return, return touchdowns 12. They talk about this in Sky Sports all the time, which is why I thought I was right. It is 12. Yeah, according to Wiki. Nine Fine, whatever. It's not over yet. Quizmaster's right. Quizmaster's always right, except when he's not. So what we now have is a tie between Gordon and Cameron, and they will play off at the live event. Fine. But a ten question. So I need, you're telling me I need to change that fucking answer too, right? Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. At this point, at this point, well, to question all the answers to all you know, the questions. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know what the moral of the story is? As if I already knew the answer. Never trust Wikipedia. It's not. It's thirteen. Is it? 
It is, no, it's 13. 13 includes uh, postseason. Yes, exactly. It's tax It's regular season. Hang on, I'm up. I'm sorry. 13. I'm Did sorry. he say 13? I'm sorry. Did he say 13? What, do, do you know what? Do you know stats, what next? Ne- stats, stats are based on regular yes. season. You don't care. That is very stats. true. But you know what? Next, uh, the amount of abuse I'm getting, someone else can do the bloody quiz next year. That's right. If it's 13 in group season, he did not no, specify regular Nobody, season. Can I, just, well, can I just say, is the only no. sober one here? We're calling it a draw. Paul, you two Paul, are going I saw, head to That's it. Paul, Paul, I saw, Paul, I saw you snorting that lime zest. Don't imply that you're sober. Oh, lime zest. <laughs> that's a different story. Right. Head to head, you two at the golf tavern. That Bring it on. It. That's what's happening. 13, and I will work including out. postseason. The question uh, was... That's the that question. Postseason, wait, wait, wait. absolute no, no. fraud. Repeat the question. Could, could you just go and mute for no, a moment and let me not, end this podcast? Not, no, I'm not doing it now. No, it's like, listen, let's just leave it hanging over New Year. I can't be bothered. It's We're way over the two-hour mark, and you two are pathetic. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Here's a, here's a thing. Gordon, if you will stand in front of Dante Hall in Edinburgh and tell him he only had... 12 punt returns in his career. No, 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 He's not had 13 punt return touchdowns. How many has he had? How many has he had? I think, think he's 6.7 oh. kickoff. God, I can't believe this. Honestly, this has turned into a total shambles. <laughs> I'm presuming we're putting this out in two episodes, are we? Just to keep no, people... It's no, it's just one. Put it in one and people can, people can taste Cameron's tears as he realises he hasn't defeated me yet. Right, I'm trying to work out where I got 10 from, to be honest. So, people are tuning in to the he ranks end to find out no. what anything returning stats two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, yeah, six plus six is 12. Well, what do you know? Right, but he definitely had 13, <laughs> including the postseason. But no one so. includes postseason in stats. Shut up. What Stop you being an absolute fanny. So you're <laughs> saying that when they talk about total yards that players have thrown in then if I, I have to say I would lean to Gordon. The postseason. They never I'll, include the postseason. I'll lean to Gordon here. Yeah, his stats is 16-game season. There you go. That's yeah. You didn't say in the regular season. Because it's implied. He no, would, it, the question oh. said... Could we? Oh dear, Cameron. Cameron, this is pathetic. Hey, Pick a winner, gentlemen, yes, and yes. we are ending this podcast. Yes, for the no. sake of sanity. Pick a winner, <laughs> name who it is, and I'm getting us out of here. Come on. No, it goes. It goes to the goes to goes 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 goes. No, yeah, tie breaks. Uh, tie breaks on the 29th of January. Brilliant. When Paul says pick a winner, Paul means pick a winner for the competition from our <laughs> listeners. All right. Okay. Uh, can, I'll, I'll just pick him. It's number. Uh, uh, number 26, which is you how many points? You Green don't Bay know how many weekend. people asked the numbers down well, between 1 and 26. Do you know what? If we don't have 26 people who've entered, then this thing's going down the, it's the pan one, quicker than I thought. It's between 1 and 24, so pick a number between 1 and 24. Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> 24. Go for it. God. 
Come on, 24. Number, okay. Come in number 24. Congratulations to John Lintern. John, you well won a couple John. of tickets for the event of your choice at the end of January. We promised promise to be sober. Um, we promised that... He's not going to come, have, though. Uh, absolutely nonsense. If you've made it to the end of this, well done to you. Hold on, I'm just checking to make sure he hasn't already ordered. <laughs> I, have to, I have to pick somebody else. He's not going to Glasgow. So look and see. While Ian does that, we will thank <laughs> everybody for making it to the end of this Pishcast. No, thank you for taking the time to he's listen. Good. He's, he's good. good. John, you're coming to the event of your choice. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this absolute nonsense. Um, we have had a great year. We look forward to 2023 and everything that it's got to give us. Even Jordan Love. Including Jordan Love. We can't wait to see him thrive in Las Vegas. Um, Cameron, uh, Cameron and we'll get this disclaimer. Just in yeah. case John Lantern lives in Fuzzo, you, you've got to get the train and the car yourself. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no expenses. <laughs> yeah, it's tickets, tickets only. Travel is not included. Uh, but it'll be worth it. Um Genuinely, everyone that listens to this, everyone that's engaged, everyone that interacts, uh, we talked about this. The people that are part of this community, we absolutely love you guys and girls. It's brilliant. We do this because we love talking about American football. We do this because you engage with our absolute bullshit, and that's brilliant. Um, So keep it up. We look forward to seeing you all in 2023. Let us know if you want to travel. Let us know what you want us to do. We're up for feedback. We can't wait to see the championship weekend. And we'll be back again next week with a non-push podcast. Well, we we certainly hope so. But I'm making, from... I'm making no promises. If I'm part of this on whatever a week from now is of the what's that like third third of January, if I'm on that podcast, I'm still drinking. So the man with the unlimited alcohol budget, Gordon McGuinness, Cameron Hobbs. Ian Stephen, Charles Patterson, myself, Paul Mitchell. We say thank you to Jamie Borthwick as well for entertaining his guests so well. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.